Welcome to Limestone County High School Football on the Play Action Sports Network. We'll be back with the pregame show after this. It's been said that a smile is happiness you'll find right under your nose. If you're unhappy with your smile, Gibson Orthodontics is here to set things straight. If you'll pardon the pun, Gibson Orthodontics offers traditional metal braces, clear braces, Invisalign clear aligners, along with a variety of other orthodontic appliances to correct your smile and other issues that can lead to dental health problems. Call Gibson Orthodontics at 213-0756 or visit their website at gibsonorthoathens.com to request an appointment. Located at 607 Hobbs Street East in Athens, Gibson Orthodontics. What makes a better banking experience? A lot goes into it, but the heart of that equation is helpful people who offer a genuine smile and actually know your name. It sounds simple, but these days that personal touch can be hard to come by. At Citizens Bank and Trust, friendly personal service is something we live by. It may seem like a small thing, but we invite you to see the big difference it makes. Citizens Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Limestone County High School Sports are brought to you in part by Limestone County Commission Chairman Colin Daly. Visit the County Commission page at limestonecounty-al.gov to keep up with what's going on in the county and find out what ranks us in the top 5% in the state. You can also call Colin at 256-233-6400 or on his cell phone at 256-800-4544. Gin House Barbecue has been an Elkmont tradition for many years and that tradition continues today. Come by for a visit and try out some old favorites as well as some tasty new additions. Barbecue pork, ham and chicken, St. Louis style ribs, catfish, pork chops, hamburger steak, just to name a few. They're open early for breakfast too, so take a drive up to 18060 Upper Fort Hampton Road in Elkmont, just three tenths of a mile east of Highway 127. Eat in or call ahead and have your order waiting on you. Call 732-4579. Gin House Barbecue and Elkmont Tradition. Technology is a great thing, but sometimes a camera in your phone just isn't enough. That's where Down Home Portraits comes in. Robbie Newport at Down Home Portraits can capture any event you like. Sports, family, parties, or senior portraits. Call Robbie at Down Home Portraits at 777-3528. Visit them on Facebook or online at downhomeportraits.zenfolio.com. Down Home Portraits, 777-3528. Whether you've suffered massive storm damages to your roof or it appears to be only minor repairs you need, call Evans Roofing for a free inspection at 345-9179 or 614-2796. Don't trust one of those out-of-town operations that are here today and gone tomorrow. Evans Roofing is locally owned and operated, BBB accredited, bonded, and licensed, as well as licensed by the Alabama Home Builders. Evans Roofing offers a 10-year warranty and the lowest price guaranteed. Call 345-9179 or 614-2796 or visit them on Facebook. Evans Roofing will be here after the storm. If you'd like to download a copy of this game or hear it again on demand, go to pasnetwork.net. You can find this game and previous games under the archives tab. That's pasnetwork.net. Play Action Sports. Good evening. It's time for the Play Action Sports broadcast of Limestone County High School Football. We are at Cooper Field. Here on the campus of Ardmore High School, where it's homecoming night at Ardmore, as the Ardmore Tigers play host to an old rival, the Elkmont Red Devils. Hello, everyone. I'm Scott Abernathy. Joining me tonight is Kirk Pierce and producer extraordinaire Tim Lambert. And we'll be bringing you what will be the 77th meeting between these two schools, which are less than 10 miles per heart. 
apart. Kurt, good to work with you tonight. What do you see as the keys to uh, tonight's game? Well, Scott, thanks for having me tonight. It's, uh, it's an exciting time. You can kind of feel it in the air. The temperature is, is I'll just be honest with you, it's football perfect. weather. It, it is, is perfect. It is football weather. I had to put on a little jacket, man. I got I a little chilly. I too, absolutely. My, my blood's a little thin. Well, I tell you, tell you, Scott, when you look at what these two teams are, have got going on, uh, Elkmont and Ardmore, you can, as Coach Schneider put it, you can throw out the record books. I mean, this is a rivalry game. Coach Schneider, it's homecoming. He knows knows what's up for the for these Ardmore Tigers. They're coming off of a bye week. Uh, they're sitting, you know, with, with two wins. Um, and uh, you've got Elkmont coming in off of a two losses to some really good teams in Lauderdale really County team, yeah. and Mars Hill. You know those two teams come to, to play, and, and Elkmont always steps up and, and plays the game. Uh, you know, it, it's really just a it's just a tale of two teams that um, they're, they're two different classes as far as, yeah. like, classification in their regions and, and their class level, but uh, you know, Ardmore's got a solid offense, solid defense. Elkmont tends to try to rely on their speed a little bit more open, so uh, I, I'm looking forward to tonight's matchup. Haven't seen these two teams play uh, this year like I would have liked to, but at the same time, uh, it's homecoming. It's football. Yeah. It doesn't get any better than this. And it's a great crowd, and as you've mentioned, the weather is perfect. Uh, the big line of kids out on the field. Uh, this is what you uh, this is what you think of when you think of a high school football. Well, Elkmont, coached by Chris Bunio, as you mentioned, from Class 3A, Region 8. They come into the night's game at 1-4. and four. Their lone win was a 20-16 victory over Brindley Mountain back on uh, August the 26th. Wins have been hard to come by for Elkmont over the last uh, seven seasons. Elkmont's only won eight games uh, since the 2015 season, coming off a fairly uh, productive 24, excuse me, 2014 season. Ardmore is coached by Coach uh, Jonathan Snyder. They're from Class 5A, Region 8, so as you mentioned, that's a pretty big difference in terms of classification, and you can see that just in terms of the number of athletes on the field probably. Uh, Artmore began with two losses, I think, as you mentioned. Yep. I actually went back and watched a little bit of the uh, lost West Limestone. Mm-hmm. They got in a hole uh, 19 to nothing at halftime, but climbed out of it and quite nearly had a chance to win that game in the closing minutes, but weren't able to pull it off. But uh, they've reeled off two consecutive victories in their last two outings and come into the game at 2-2. Two and two. As we mentioned, the 77th meeting between these two schools, Ardmore leads the series. It's fairly lopsided. It's about a 2-1 to one advantage between the two schools. And the Tigers, in terms of this particular series, are on a seven-game winning streak against the Red Devils. They've been playing football a long time at Elkmont and Ardmore. Elkmont was with the original Limestone County High School. They fielded a team 100 years ago this year, back in 1922. This according to the records of Alabama High School uh, Football Historical Society, I believe is what it's called. Interesting site. If you like high school football in Alabama, that's a good site to go to. Elkmont and Ardmore first played in 1933. They played every consecutive year since 1955. So I remember growing up, Elkmont and Ardmore were just two big rivals that were about the same size school, maybe just a little bit different, nothing like it is now. It's probably uh, two to one or 70% more uh, at Ardmore now. And, of course, that's evidenced by the uh, classification differences. Uh, but, again, that was always a big rival in the county, and it was somewhat competitive back then. Elkmont, it seems, over the years has had trouble finding success in football. Ardmore... And this goes well back before my time, but I remember my parents telling me uh, back in the 1950s and 60s, Ardmore was a powerhouse in football. And uh, Coach Eugene Cooper got a story I'll tell about him (laughs) a little later. I didn't know him personally, but uh, 
Tim Lambert will appreciate this. One of our uh, teachers at Athens Bible School, uh, Lee Woodard, told a story one time about uh, Coach Cooper uh, back uh, in his coaching days about uh, how he uh, felt a, a team uh, did not uh, respect his uh, – well, I can, guess I can I tell the story or should I wait? we got a few minutes. So back then, uh, the coach was the coach. He coached about every sport. And Coach Cooper, in addition to being the football coach, also coached basketball. Well, they played Buckhorn. I don't think they had as much success in basketball as they did in football. Played uh, Buckhorn one year, 1961, I believe was the year. And uh, Buckhorn, he felt like ran the score up on him. And he said he told the coach, you wait till football season. <laughs> and said Ardmore, he said he left the, his starters in the entire game, ran the score up and beat Buckhorn to 81 to nothing. Goodness. The following football season. Goodness. So I think they won uh, several mythical state championships back there in that time. Uh, back during those days, they didn't have a playoff. It was much like college football used to be when the champions were decided by polls. Well, the two teams are headed out to, at least the team's captains are headed out for the coin toss for the pregame to decide the uh, possessions to start the game. There's a, a large contingency of uh, students out on the field on the north end of the stadium uh, to welcome the uh, Ardmore Tigers as they run in. There's also a uh, fairly large group of Elkmont students down on the south end of the stadium as their players get ready to run in. Just looking at the two teams, it looks like Elkmont will be in their traditional white visiting uh, jerseys. I believe that's black numerals, maybe black, maybe red. I'll have a better look here in just a moment. No, those are red numerals, white helmets. And we'll tell you about Ardmore here in just a moment. You know, with the passage of that front yesterday, we finally have football weather. As we've talked about, Kurt, uh, game time temperatures are either in the lower 70s, upper 60s, possibly falling into the 50s tonight. As I look out across the way, I see quite a few folks with uh, at least long sleeves. Kirk's already got his jacket on. Okay, man. I won't be long. <laughs> of course, Tim Lambert over here, uh, Mr. Hawaiian, is uh, in his shorts and uh, shirt sleeves. Well, it looks like the coin toss was won by Elkmont, and they have elected to receive. Oh, wow, that which kind of surprises is, uh, me. Which is not something you see a lot in high school football. Most times, if you win the toss, you're going to go ahead and, and defer to the sense, uh, the second half. But, but uh, Coach, come out and make a statement. Yeah, Coach Bunio, he even said it this week. He was interviewed, and he said he, these kids are looking to have some success on the field. They are still hungry, and they've been practicing really well. They know what they're up against tonight, but at the same time, they, you know, practice – practice, practice, and that's what Coach Bunio's been been preaching to these kids, and, and uh, I think we'll see a little bit of a competitive ball game. We'll see well, how, things we shake, how things shake out after the first quarter. I really hope we do. You know, like I said earlier, Elkmont just had struggled to find struggled to find success in high school football right. for some reason, and the Elkmont Red Devils have entered the stadium, as we mentioned, in their traditional white visitor uniforms, uh, white jerseys, red numerals, uh, white uh, pants and white uh, helmets with a black stripe across the top. Still waiting on Ardmore to in, uh, enter on the south end. This is a good crowd here, a big crowd here. I don't know. There may be as many people on the field as they're in the stands. The yeah, Ardmore band I mean, is out. It being uh, homecoming, you know you're going to get a big crowd. You're going to bring a crowd. Just thinking about earlier, just uh, all the years coming up here and watching games uh, being played here at Ardmore Stadium. 
and looking across the way. The visitor's side used to be on the opposite side. Uh, the visitor's side was on the west side years ago. And here comes the Ardmore Tigers. They are in their home gold uniforms with the gold jerseys, white numerals, and black pants with a white stripe. I will say this, Scott. This is I've come up here. I've called several Ardmore games over the course of the past several years. This is the first time I've seen them in gold jerseys. Well, I was looking a little bit earlier, too. It was mainly black, black on black. Yeah. And uh, so they've mixed it up a little bit. I kind of like that. I do. Only problem is it's going to be a little hard to see those uh, white uh, numerals on that gold background. We'll, we'll, we'll do, do the best we can. We're on the Elkmont side, so, you know, um, we're not going to get any help for, <laughs> from them if, if we mess up. Oh, man. <laughs> So it looks like we're counting down the pregame clock to about 2.20. And I tell you what, uh, while, they were, while we're waiting for the game to start, let's take a quick break, and we'll bring you the kickoff between uh, the night's game between the Elkmont Red Devils and the Ardmore Tigers. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to Limestone County High School Football on Play Action Sports. Whether you're in the market for residential or commercial property or looking to sell your current home, land, or building, make your first call to the Phillips team at Alabama Real Estate Solutions. Paula and James can help you with everything you need, whether you're buying or selling. Call Paula at 777-4916 or James at 656-2370. You can also see their listings online at alrealsolutions.com. Look for them on Facebook, too. The Phillips team at Alabama Real Estate Solutions. Real solutions for real estate. The next time you need a pharmacy, one call to Athens Creekside Drugs, Salem Pharmacy, or Florence Express Pharmacy will fill the bill. All three locations are committed to providing you the best services a pharmacy can offer, with the emphasis on quality, value, and service. Whether your needs are simple or complex in nature, either location can provide solutions that deliver results. They pride themselves on being a company where customer service means timeliness, quality service, and a friendly attitude. Athens Creekside Drugs at 605 Highway 31 South, Salem Pharmacy at 28730 Highway 99, and Florence Express Pharmacy on Mall Road in Florence. Athens Utilities comprises Athens Electric, Athens Gas, and Athens Water Services. Together, we are committed to providing reliable and affordable electricity, natural gas, and water and wastewater services. We operate as part of the City of Athens, and just like our city's motto of Athens is classic, southern, character, we believe in supporting what makes our community special. And that includes Athens and Limestone County Sports. Call 233-8750, go by their office at 508 South Jefferson Street, or look for the link online at AthensAL.us. One of the worst feelings you can have is that of being stranded. Well, BT's towing, tire, and truck repair makes that a thing of the past. With 24-7 towing services and roadside assistance in the northern Alabama and southern Tennessee areas. But that's not all. They also offer truck and trailer repair, mobile welding, brake service and repair, new and used tires, and other major and minor repairs. Their name says it all. BT's Towing, Tire, and Truck Repair. For 24-7 response, call 497-8234. That's 497-8234. BT's Towing, Tire, and Truck Repair. And welcome back to Ardmore. Scott Abernathy, Kirk Pierce, and producer Tim Lambert. And we're getting ready to kick off tonight's game between the Ardmore Tigers and the Elmont Red Devils. Ardmore will be kicking off here. Elmont actually won the toss, Kirk pointed out earlier, and will receive to start the game. And number 99, J. 
Jeffrey Rodriguez, the place kicker, will kick off the ball here from the 40-yard line. Elkmon is going to send back deep. Yeah, you've got number 11. You've got Cole Holtz. You've also got number two back there, Nick Chambliss. And uh, looks like number five as well back there. Ethan Adams back deep to receive uh, the opening kickoff tonight. Kirk, I lost my roster. That's all right. There's plenty of rosters. Right? There's an honorable there roster right there, there for go. you. Hey, man, Tim, ca- Tim make sure he, he, we, we came prepared. So the game is underway, and the ball is going to be taken at about the five. This is my number 11. Uh, this is Cole Holt. He'll advance the ball up to about the 23, 24. Well, we'll see where he marks it. He may have marked it about... Uh, yeah, it looks like they're going to mark it short of the 25-yard line, Scott. How about yeah. the 24? Yeah. A little hard to see there. That was a good return there by Cole Holt. He was able to find himself a, a little bit of a seam on the far side and cut up and brought down by a couple of different uh, players. So you may have heard the uh, public address. I didn't see a flag thrown, but there's going to be a 15-yard penalty added to that run for a face mask penalty against Ardmore. So they'll walk that off. So Elmont's going to start this game with great field position. All the way up to about the 39, I believe, is where they'll put it. Yep, that looks like exactly where they're going to put that, Scott, is the 39-yard line. So a golden opportunity here for Elmont as they take over first and 10. Coach Bunio comes in here. He likes to spread. He likes to spread things out. And so we should see some some little misdirection, some throws from this uh, Elkmont team. I'm, I'm fully anticipating that. So here we go. And that's going to be a handoff to the uh, slot. Remember, that's number 28. Yeah, number 28 is Braxton Bowen. Braxton Bowen. I don't have a 28 on my roster. Braxton Bowen. Yep. That's a good advance up to about the 41. Well, I take that back. That wasn't as much yardage as I first thought. It's about a couple of yard gain up to about the 41. So it'll be second and eight for Elmont. Just underway here from Ardmore. Unfortunately for Bowen, he ran into one of his own players <laughs> trying to get a block, and he couldn't get around him, and that's what allowed Ardmore to come in there. And yeah, looks like we got, we got a moving on the line of scrimmage. I believe it's going to be an offside call against Ardmore. Hey, I tell you what, if you if you don't have to run a play and you can keep advancing the ball, that's the way to go right there. Yeah, so that's second cool. and second and eight goes to a second and three on the penalties. They move the ball up to the forty-four. Big crowd here at Ardmore. The fans, the stands are full at least all across the way. And a good crowd here from Elmont. Lots of people standing in the end zones as well. Cole Holt, the quarterback. Got a man in the slot. Two wideouts on the far side. In the shotgun. Here comes a man in motion. And that's number 28. Again, who is Bowen? Braxton Bowen. Braxton Bowen, once again, he'll advance the ball up to about midfield. And that's going to be a good for a Elkmont first down, right square on midfield. So exactly what I thought Coach Bunio was going to do. little misdirection, had a guy coming in motion. That shit sent the, uh, the linebackers, shifted over closest to us, and then Bowen was able to cut up and pick up some main yardage. Two receivers to the far side, one to the near. We got moving along the line of scrimmage again. I believe Ardmore jumped again. Again, that's it the, is. That's the best. That's best play calling you can have if you so, don't have to run a play. Any early going here, it looks like Ardmore's got a little bit of a case of the nerves. Three penalties right off the bat. Right off the bat, and Elkmont is in Ardmore territory at the 45-yard line. It'll be first and five after the penalty. Again, that's uh, Cole, the quarterback trips to the far side now, and he's going to hand it off 
And there's going to be a fumble. And I think Ardmore's got the ball. Oh, just what you did not want if you're Elmont. After uh, moving the ball, advancing the ball inside Ardmore territory, they dropped the ball, and Ardmore's got it. So, Scott, what happened there is is a read option, and your quarterback not able to wait. He, he left it in there just a little too long for Bowen. Bowen thought he was going to keep it. He was trying to pull it out, and it just, yeah. uh, it just hit the turf. So, right there, that gives Ardmore first and 10 at their own 49. So, here comes Ardmore now, number 17, the quarterback. That's Braden Hillis. He's got two men in the backfield with him. They got receivers both to the far and the near. They'll hand it. Uh, next, it's a fake. And this is Hillis. He's going to run with it now across midfield inside the 45 to the 40 to the 35 to about the 31. It's a big pickup of about uh, 20 yards there on first down. So he's all right. He fooled me. I thought he handed it to the running back to uh, Colston. Hillis kind of rolled out to the near side. It was good secondary coverage on the receivers, so he just tucked it and ran to the other side. He's got a lot of speed. He does have speed. He showed it there. He's a, he's he's started a couple of years now, so he's got some experience back so there at quarterback. First and ten for Ardmore. He'll hand it this time. That's I uh, can't see the number. Number one, I believe it is. Yeah, number one is Nick Chambliss. Chambliss able to pick up some big yardage there. First down on the play, takes it all the way down to the Elkmont 15. Skylar Jean, check that. I've got Skylar Jean. Yep, you're right. That is Those numbers are hard to see, Kirk. You got better eyes than I do. Well, I tell you, I was looking at the wrong roster, too, so I apologize for that. But you're right. That's another first down for Ardmore now at the 15 yard line. So they're making quick work of this good field position after the initial fumble. They'll hand it this time to Colston. He's going to bruise inside, all the way down inside the five to about the four. Colston, I tell you, he is a load to carry. I mean, he really is. I remember him from last year, able to just get extra yardage after contact, which is what you want. So they'll mark him just shy of the five, so it'll be second and one from the five, or from the make it the six. Hillis, the quarterback. Flanked by two running backs. That's Colston, and he's going to walk into the end zone, I believe. Look, Ardmore seems to think they scored a touchdown, but the officials do not. I think it's going to be short. He's going to have a first down. Yeah, I think he's short right there. First, and it's going to be first and goal from the half yard line. Looks like Scott. So again, Colston's a big running back. He really is. I noticed that watching a game film against West Limestone, and he was a he was a force in that game. Get that yak, that yard after carry, and, and uh, our yard after contact, and, and that's what he does. First and goal from Ardmore. The scoreboard says it's on the two. And Colston is the lone running back. And we got movement on the line of scrimmage. Again, Ardmore is going to jump the line of scrimmage, this time on offense. That's going to push him back five yards back to the seven. So, yeah, the, it looks like the offense had a, had a big play drawn up where they were, receivers were headed to the end zone. Uh, it's definitely going to be misdirection, but those linemen uh, did not hear the count and, and jumped. There was a lot of them that jumped. <laughs> it wasn't just one. Makes you wonder if they had a good communication in the huddle as to what the uh, count was going to be there. So they'll push it back to the seven. Colston, this looks more like an eye formation here. Behind Hillis, and he'll hand it to Colson, and he'll go over and into the end zone for the Ardmore touchdown. 
Yeah, once you give it to 42 and you're on that short yard situation, Coach Snyder goes a little conservative there. You know you've got your bull back there. Just give it to him and let him bull through. No sense to be uh, fancy when you've got it that close to that big a bat. And just looking at the uh, at the two lines, uh, Ardmore with a large size advantage against Elkmont, and they utilize it that time. So Rodriguez will come in to attempt the extra point. 8.42 to go here in the opening quarter, and Ardmore's on the board. So Ardmore's waiting on the right personnel to get out there. Here comes somebody new now. I think they, uh, yeah, now he goes off. So I'll tell you something I'm noticing right now is the play clock's not running. And the play clock still I should run. I know that it should be it should be running right now. On an extra point try, you got to run that clock. And I so see the uh, the referee is going over to the uh, Ardmore coaches. Coach and Snyder I is giving, that's what that's about. Yeah, Coach Snyder is giving his ball boy a little bit of what for because he was not <laughs> ready with the ball for the extra point. So that's why the play clock's not running. So yeah, Coach Snyder, very intense individual. And uh, brings that intensity, and you can see it in those boys when they're out there. They take their coach's intensity and put it on the field. So I think we're ready to kick now, Rodriguez. And the snap is down, the ball is up, and the kick is good. Well, with 8.42 to go here in the opening quarter, Ardmore with a 7 to nothing lead over Elmont. Let's take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to Limestone County High School Football on Play Action Sports. It's been said that a smile is happiness you'll find right under your nose. If you're unhappy with your smile, Gibson Orthodontics is here to set things straight. If you'll pardon the pun, Gibson Orthodontics offers traditional metal braces, clear braces, Invisalign clear aligners, along with a variety of other orthodontic appliances to correct your smile and other issues that can lead to dental health problems. Call Gibson Orthodontics at 213-0756 or visit their website at gibsonorthoathens.com to request an appointment. Located at 607 Hobbs Street East in Athens, Gibson Orthodontics. And welcome back to Ardmore. Ardmore with an early 7-0 lead here with 8.42 to go in the opening quarter. And Rodriguez getting ready to kick off once again to Elkmont. Back deep is uh, number 11, Holt for Elkmont. Cole Holt, quarterback. Standing about, uh, back at his five-yard line. There's the kick. It's a pooch kick. And it'll be caught, fumbled initially, but jumped back on. That was uh, Braxton Bowen at the 31. So one of the things that when when I played ball, and I don't mean to go back to high school for me, but but I played receiver. The first thing I noticed right there, Braxton Bowen, instead of cupping his hands to let it come into the arms and cradle it, he tried to catch it up like he was catching a pass. Those high end over end kicks like that, yeah. you can't do that. It's gonna that oblong ball is gonna go different ways, well, and, and it did right there. He's lucky he got back on it, or Elmont would have uh, been in another hole again. So here we go, Elmont on their second possession of the game. That's Holt, the quarterback. There's trips to the far side. They'll hand it to you – know, you'll fake it to Bowen. You'll keep the ball, and it'll be hit hard along the 30 just for re- no game. Yeah, just nowhere for Cole, Holt to go. It was, again, another read option there. Faked it to Bra- Braxton uh, Bowen and uh, kept it himself. Probably should have handed it off because everybody kind of collapsed on him. They'll give him forward progress up to the 31. He might have lost just a half a yard there. Well, it's really long, right along the original line of scrimmage. So second and 10, Elkmont. Trips to the to the uh, excuse me uh, too far too wide outs to the far side one to the near 
Again, Boeing back in the backfield in the slot with, with Holt. Taking a lot of time. The play clock now is running. They're going to give it to Boyd. He's going to be hit in the backfield and lose at least a yard, maybe two. And just looks like to me, Kirk, they're going to have a hard time blocking the uh, Ardmore line. Yeah, they're going to need to get some more misdirection going there or try to get a little bit of uh, – make these guys a little honest and get the ball in the air. Bowen right there tried to plant to cut back up, and he lost his footing and slipped. And by the time he tried to try to collect himself, the, the yellow jerseys were all over him. So that was a loss of uh, – three on that play, or maybe two, so second, excuse me, third and 12 for Ardmore, excuse me, third and 12 for Elkmont, Holtz back to pass, now he's covered, he's going to try to run out of there, he's going to be hit along the 30-yard line, and that possession went nowhere, and Elkmont's going to have to punt the ball. Yeah, that, 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 I mean, they, they did exactly what I suggested they do, I mean, third and long, you got to pass, but, um, but, just nowhere for him to go because yeah. he had defensive linemen yeah. in his face. They're, they're just not able to stop them. Reminds me of Auburn and Penn State. Last week. <laughs> Unfortunately for me. <laughs> yeah, just not not a whole lot. Just like you mentioned before, the size difference in the line is 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 very uh, very noticeable. So this will be a uh, a punt, if you want to call it that. Not much of a punt. It gets a nice roll of that. Was Holt punting the ball? It's going to roll down to the 42 where Ardmore will have its second possession of the game. So that's the thing you don't want to do is turn is you turn the ball over, you got to get a punt, but then you put Ardmore uh, in good field position again. You know, they, they really rely on Holt. And just looking at him right now, looks like he's going to stay out there on defense. He looks like he's skimpy. Uh, he's limping now. He, uh, he was the return man. He's the quarterback. He's the uh, punter, apparently. Maybe drove the bus over here as well. I don't know. So Ardmore's going to put the ball in play at the 42 with a 7 to nothing lead, about six and a half minutes to go here in the opening quarter here on homecoming night at Ardmore. Hillis is going to roll left, and he's going to throw it. It's going to be complete up to about the 49. I didn't catch the number there. Yeah, it's number 21, Peyton Hargrove, with the reception there. And uh, just... Just a really nice pitching catch. There well, there well was. Got some good yardage there. Picked up about seven yards on the on the on the reception. So the ball right at midfield, second and about two for Ardmore now. And they'll stay. They will not huddle. And they'll look back to the coaching staff, get the play. They got trips to the near side now. And Hillis is gonna hand it to uh, Colston, but we're gonna get a penalty flag on the play. So if I'm if my counting is correct, which math was never my strongest subject, uh, that's I think six penalties just in this first quarter. I knew it was at least four uh, procedure. Oh, they called it against Elmont. Oh, check that. I have to say we're we're lined up right at the fifty yard line, and I did not see that. I didn't either. I think in high school, if you line up that way, I think they call it. They don't really give the defense a chance to get back. I believe is the case. So that'll advance the ball to the 45, and that'll be a first down for Ardmore at the Elmont 45. Hillis now. He'll hand it to he'll hand it to Colston. He's got good running room across the 40, inside the 40, inside to about the 29, or maybe about the 30-yard line. That's another pickup of about 15 yards. 
And Ardmore is heading once again well into Elmont territory. Noah Holt with the stop, but not before Colston picked up big yardage. It's easy to run like that when you've got that much uh, green in front of you, and he did. Those offensive linemen and receivers able to maintain their blocks and give Colston the, the, the uh, opening he needed to pick up that first down. So Coverdale now in the slot, and Hillis is going to turn around and throw it. That's number 27. Noah Stafford, he's going to take it all the way into the end zone down the near sideline for the touchdown. So, Scott, I don't know if you saw that, but the way the quarterback did on that one, uh, Hillis kind of rolled to the to the far side but then planted his foot through back opposite way, which is not an easy throw to make. And then he was able to find his receiver, Stafford, and Stafford ended up with his quickness, ended up taking it into the end zone. Nice offensive play there. Rodriguez is back in to attempt another extra point. And we've got a whistle. We'll see what that's about. So we've got a kid coming off the field. field. That's number 13, Corey Ferris. He's going to come out of the game and then will be replaced by number 12, Owen Burgess. I don't know if he had an injury or what there, but the official blew the whistle and let him come out of the game. So they'll reset here, and Rodriguez will uh, stand in and attempt the extra point. And we got movement again along the line. We're going to get another penalty. <laughs> I tell you. It'll it's, take us four hours to play this game if we keep having penalties like this. Well, let me go ahead and tell you, Scott. I'm sitting here watching, and lots of penalties on the play, but I'm, <laughs> that cone of ice over there, that light is blinking, and it's distracting. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I have to say, I've, I've, it's, it's caught me a few times. <laughs> I, guess it, uh, I guess it works, huh? Dead <laughs> ball. All sides, the indication that can step. So they will refuse the penalty. The penalty was against Elmont. I think there may be a second there. They might take the penalty and try to run it in from two, but they'll keep it as it is. And Rodriguez now. And Rodriguez is a good-sized player. Looks like he's got a good, strong leg. And he'll attempt the uh, extra point here. And to get it down, and kick is up, and it is good. With 5.51 to go here in the opening quarter, Ard Morris jumped out to a 14-0 lead over Elmont. We'll take a break. Be back in just a moment. You're listening to Limestone County High School Football on Play Action Sports. Davis & Cole LLP in Athens has served the area assisting individuals and businesses with bookkeeping, tax preparation and filing, and routine accounting. Davis & Cole LLP, 105 South Marion Street in Athens. Call 232-9994. Davis & Cole LLP. Applebee's Tailgate Talk wants to recognize our local athletes, and you can help. Go to tailgatetalk.net throughout the school year to vote for the Applebee's Neighborhood Athlete of the Week. The winner will receive a gift card from Applebee's Neighborhood Grill and a t-shirt from Gotcha Covered Screen Printing and more. Submit your own nominations for future polls, too. While you're there, check out the Tailgate Talk archives and see what you might have missed. That's the Applebee's Neighborhood Athlete of the Week. Cast your vote today from Applebee's Neighborhood Grill and 1080 WKAC. And welcome back to Ardmore. 551 to go here in the opening quarter. Our score 14 to nothing. Ardmore with an early lead. And Elmont has had a player uh, injured. Looks like he's going to be okay as he walks off the field. Teams are setting up now for uh, yet another Ardmore kickoff. Ardmore kicked off to start the game. You know, Kirk, Elmont had momentum in that opening drive, and that turnover has just absolutely deflated 
deflated this team. And, and that, that doesn't just deflate the offense. It deflates the defense and everybody. Oh, you're, you're exactly right, Scott. And when you've got Elkmont, most of the team's playing both ways. Uh, by the way, that, that injured player was Caden Blade. He was able to get up and walk off under his own power, but 100% correct on that assessment. That turnover really took the wind out of the sails. Well, there's the kickoff. It's another pooch kick, and this time uh, back to Bowen again, almost nearly the same spot that he had the uh, previous kick. He'll haul it in right along the 35-yard line where Elkmont will set up their offense from there. Check out our Play Action Sports mobile app. It's your connection to all our live streams along with scores, game archives, and more. Go to online to pasnetwork.net for the download links. So I fully expect, I mean, you're down 14 to nothing, 551 left to play in the first quarter. I, I'm, I'm expecting Coach Bonio to, to really open this up. I really think he's going to have to. <laughs> if your quarterback can stay uh, – Stay alive back there long enough to, to get a pass off. Empty set now. Now uh, Boyd will come back in motion. They're going to pitch it to Holt. He's going to be swallowed up almost as soon as he gets the ball. He'll get back to the line of scrimmage for no gain. Number 55 in there on the tackle. That's Isaiah Randolph from this defensive line position. He's not a big defensive lineman, only 5'9 and 190 pounds, but he's able to get in there, defeat that blocker, and make that tackle. The second and 10 for Elkmont. We got uh, receivers two to the near and the far side. Bowen again in the slot. Holt claps his hands, waiting on the. Uh, yeah, he's like he's waiting on a play here, an option. He's going to move over now. Bowen's going to move over to the opposite side, still in the slot, taking their time here. They'll run the play clock all the way down, nearly to the uh, to end. Holt's going to go back to pass. He's going to take a run with it. Going to get a little positive yard. Almost lost the ball. Looked like he had an opening there, Kirk, but it uh, it filled quickly. It did. He, he was able. It was a designed run all the way. They everybody spread out like they were going to pass. Once he did his pump fake, he took it and ran. But uh, was able to be brought down by Peyton Hargrove from the defensive side. And I have to tell you, Holt is gimpy again. Um, this time, even more so than he was earlier. He's going to hang in there. He's a tough player, but they got to get some protection for him. Yeah, that's a hard thing when you got three three down linemen in front of you, but they're sending their linebackers as well. I mean, they're, Coach Snyder's calling calling them all in. Third and seven now for our, for Elmont. Same set, two, two, and the play caught runs down to zero, and that's going to be a delay of game. I think they may have called timeout before it hit zero. I believe they did. So I'll be Elgmont's first time out of the half, and uh, that that was a smart thing to do by Coach Munio. Just yeah. go ahead and get the get the timeout because because uh, it had run down to zero. Yeah, I didn't even notice it. It seemed like it was uh, a little quicker than I would have anticipated. There, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PAS Network, and look for Play Action Sports Spots Sports on Facebook. We'll keep you updated on scores via Score Stream tonight and throughout the week. Got a few scores. To give you the scoreboard is a courtesy of Limestone County Commission Chairman Colin Daly. Mosul Shoals and James Clemens are tied early on at three in the first quarter. Mosul Shoals, a pretty formidable power in 5A over the years. Uh, James Clemens is uh, struggling a bit this year, are they not? They are a little bit. I mean, they haven't been able to to sustain a win. I mean, they got a win against Huntsville, but last week lost in homecoming uh, to... Uh, Oh, goodness, I can't even remember who we played last week at this point. I mean, they all tend to I run I together. I to a little bit of it. Yeah. 
<laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, it was uh, they 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 have had a little bit of struggles, but uh, we're hoping to turn this around after tonight's matchup with Muscle Shoals. So here we go, same set as previous. Holt is going to throw it. It's going to be incomplete. Looking for a receiver up around the 44. Ball hits the ground. Really uh, a, a poor pass that time. Really no chance. Yeah, pass, yeah pass intended for Guthrie, number 10. Uh, just fell incomplete. And by the way, James Clemens played Florence last week. I don't okay. know why. My I mind escaped me. I am here in Ardmore to call the Elkmont Ardmore game. <laughs> Well, I tell you, I enjoy listening to you, and I don't remember the other gentleman's yeah. name, but you guys make a really good combination. Oh, yeah. The, uh, coach uh, Johnny Johnson and then Brad Kimbrew, the baseball and softball coaches, we have a great time. So they're going to fake the punt. It's going to be an end around. It's number two. He got He's going to get the down. first down. It's Nick Chamless. So uh, rolling the dice here, and it works. Art Elmont's going to get the first down all the way up to midfield. And Art Mole is not ready for that. No, that was a jet sweep off of a punt, which is not something that you see a lot of. But Chamless utilized his speed getting around the far end and picking up that first down. And now they're closer to the Ardmore side of the 50, but they're still on their 49. Well, at least they've got some progress here if you're an Elkmont fan. So here we go, Elkmont with a fresh set of downs after going for it there on fourth down. Two receivers to the far side, two to the near. Bowen again in the slot. Here comes the man in motion to the near side. And here's the, they'll snap it, and it's going to be thrown into a bunch of players. Oh, I thought maybe for a second that was a lineman, number 50. Yeah, the lineman was downfield a little bit. They didn't call it, uh, but uh, the pass intended for number five, Ethan Adams. But uh, it fell incomplete. Ball quite nearly hit number 50, Devin Dabbs. Yeah, they was like I said, he was a little bit further downfield than he probably needed to. I to give you, what, three yards, is it? Yeah, he was at he least was six. The <laughs> <laughs> so second and ten for Elkmont now. Empty set. Now Bowen will come, and here's a bad snap, and Holt's just going to have to fall on it back at the 39-yard line. So big loss there. Loss of ten on second down. Tell you what, the bad snap. Uh, yeah, that, that, that stopped that any chance of that play of having any. Yeah, Holt did the Holt did the smart thing instead of trying to pick it up and get positive yards. He went ahead and let it uh, let it hit the ground, and he, he just fell on it. And that's a smart play. So third and twenty now for Elmont. Getting down about three minutes to go here in the opening quarter. Fourteen to nothing. Our score. Ardmore has scored two touchdowns on two possessions. Holt now trips to the far side. Bowen now in the slot to his right. Got to watch the play clock here. He gets it away, and Holt's going to run, and he's going to be chased down, and he's in a big hole. Going to lose even more yardage all the way back to the 24, 26-yard line. Well, credit that tackle with Hayden Durham with the sack there, but uh, there was several Ardmore Tigers in the backfield that kind of ran holds right towards Durham, and Durham was able to bring him down with a nice open-field tackle. It, it was Katie bar the door there for the – Ardmore uh, rush defense that time. So I don't even know how many yards it is to go. <laughs> it, is, it is 22 yards, looks like, for the first down. The scoreboard says sure 20. That, but I'm not uh, sure they spotted that right. I thought he went down all the way back at the. Oh, they still haven't moved the spot. Indication is a blind side block against that line. So they're, but if it couldn't get any worse, <laughs> I'm sure that'll be uh, refused. That penalty is refused. Yep, you are exactly right. <laughs> so that's fourth down. I don't think uh, I don't think Coach uh, Bunio is going to go for this one. 
That's a, a little bit of a distance, 32 yards to go. So it's uh, a fourth, and 32. fourth and Athens to go here <laughs> for, <laughs> for, for Elkmont. And Holt's going to stay in there and punt again. I bet you they don't pay, they bet you they don't fake this one. <laughs> That's right. He does not take much of a drop there, does he? No, he really doesn't. And he gets it away. It's going to be another short punt. It's going to be fielded around the 48. Uh, and I think that was number was it number 27? Yeah, it was Stafford. Noah Stafford. Noah Stafford. With the, yeah, returned that. Brought we down. saw his speed earlier. Yep, brought down by number 52, Hunter Fielding uh, for Elkmont. They'll put the ball down at, looks like the, but he's still walking the other way. Puts it down at about the 44-yard line. So first and 10, Ardmore in Elkmont territory once again. 2.22 to go here, 14 to nothing our score. And what seems like a forever first quarter. It really does. And, and now you've got Ardmore with the ball back in the, on uh, the Elkmont side. And they're looking to put 21 up before the first quarter ends. Trip, two receivers to the near side are going to give it to uh, Colston again. He's just bruising his way all the way down to the 30-yard line for another first down. Pickup of about 18 or 19 on that play. They have no answer for him, Kurt. Now, Corey Ferris able to bring him down, number 13, for Elkmont. But to your right, Scott, Colston is just hes just a beast. And, and I, I, I just remember him from last year. He and another running back that they had about equal size, and they were just two bruisers. And Colston just kind of carrying on that tradition this year. So Colston's going to stay in there with Hillis. Receivers to two to the near side. He's going to turn and roll. And he's going to turn back the other way on a keeper. I don't know if that was intended or not. I think maybe it was. He's going to get positive yardage inside the 30 to about the like about the 37, maybe the 38. Yeah, I don't know if that was the right play call, uh, or I don't know if that was the intended play call. I will tell you that it looked like Colston went the wrong way on the fake. I think that they were looking to make the fake, and it was supposed to be rolling out to the near side, but when Colston didn't go the other other way to pick up that other blocker, um, then, then he had to turn and run. Well, give it to Colston once again. I believe that's Colston. No, that's, no, that's 16. That's uh, Coverdale this time. Got a penalty flag back at the 34, and they're going to get a hold on it. Ardmore. So that negates a good run there by Coverdale. And they're going to bring it back and mark it off. I think if if, Ar- if Oakmont can just kind of hold them right here and make them at least try for a field goal, then I think Coach uh, Coach and the, the Red Devils, they're going to look at uh, this as a positive on their, for their side. Yeah, they need anything they can get right now. I tell you, the offense is going to have to start making stringing some first downs together and keep the defense off the field because the defense is going to be worn out by halftime the way this is going. So that puts it Ardmore back uh, all the way back to the 36. They'll throw it over the look like they're trying to set up maybe a sort of a screen. Yeah, it was intended, intended for uh, Preston Patterson, the tight end. It's just a little lob pass. It just was right beyond Patterson's reach. Brings up uh, brings up third down. So that'll make it third and 15. So an opportunity here for Elkmont to get its defense off the field. they got to have a stop here. Again, ball is at the 37-yard line. Third and 15, according to the clock, scoreboard clock. And that looks like it's about right, looking at the markers. Two men in the uh, backfield with Hillis now. They'll give it to the first man. That's number one, Gene. Skyler Gene across the left end. 
and I think he's going to be stopped well short of the first down. question now is, do you go for it? Is this four-down territory? And I imagine it will be. I think Coach Snyder's probably the way his offense is moving right now. It's too long for a field goal, and the way your offense – Yeah, and you're not going to punt. But, I mean, you could punt it. It put them deep in their own territory, but you also run the risk of it rolling in the end zone. The way your defense is playing, uh, there's no way you're going to punt here. Little risk. So here we go. An empty set now. Got to think they're going to be – this won't be a run. He's going to roll right with it and looking, and he's going to turn back. He's going to throw all the way downfield to an end – receiver in the end zone. And the official fell down, and they're going to have to talk about it. He'll call it a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, he did. He fell down. I mean, he, what he was trying to do, and, and I credit him, he didn't want to be a part of the play. And what he did was duck, and when he ducked, he lost his balance. And the receiver there, number 27, uh, that is uh, Stafford, able to make that reception, keep it, do a little toe touch right there at the back of the line, and in there for the end zone. Nice so pass there. 31-yard touchdown, I believe. Just- to uh, Skyler Jean, number one, streaking across the back of the end zone. Rodriguez back in once again to attempt the extra point. He's had plenty of action tonight. And this one's away, and I don't know. The, yeah, he got it in. I thought for a minute it was going to be shanked. Well, with 44 seconds to go in the opening quarter, Ardmore has jumped out to a 21 to nothing lead. Tune in for Play Action Sports Update three times each weekday for school, youth, and amateur sports news from Limestone County on 1080 AM WKAC. Well, they had an opportunity to get off the field, and they could not do it. And uh, they paid the price once again. Well, just a pretty pass there by Hillis. It was. I mean, he just threw it right towards the back of the end zone right there where uh, Gene could could make that catch. But, uh, yeah, you know, what we're seeing right now already in the first quarter is the the difference between the classifications. Elkmont and their classification, most of the teams that they play, especially in their region, they're going to uh, play both ways. Ardmore's got enough players on the field or on their team that they're able to substitute regularly. So yeah. they have a good depth chart. Elkmont, not so much. So you're definitely seeing that play out in the first quarter. Well, that effect will be exacerbated as we get further into the game. So Rodriguez seems like he's been kicking all night tonight. He's going to kick again. This time he's going to drill it all the way back. It's going to go into the end zone for the automatic touchback. So they had pooched it the last couple of times. This time they kick away. Yeah, the pooch Elkmont's kick. Elkmont's going to be out on the 20-yard line. Yeah, the pooch kick is, uh, put, has put Elkmont at, at a decent field position the past couple of times at the 35-yard line, give or take. And this time, Coach Snyder says, no, let's keep him at the 20. Well, just looking around this stadium, uh, the, uh, there are people all over this stadium in the end zones, along the sides of the stadium. Just a great crowd. Great night for high school football. The game's not so competitive, but it's still a great night to come out and watch football. See the uh, smoke of the uh, of the grill down there. It's kind hey, of let me uh, tell you. wafting across the stadium here. I'll, I'll say what I was going to say too. here in a second about that. <laughs> I love that. Here comes a man in motion to the near side, and they're going to hand the ball off. I did not get the number. May have been yeah, Bowen. it was Bowen again. Bowen with Met after he picked up some good yardage there by Noah Crowd at number 14. And uh, 25 able to get in there as well for uh, for Morgan Miles for Ardmore. That's a pickup of about four for Elmont. So that's been one of their better positive uh, offensive plays of the night thus far. So second and six for Elmont. Holt. Flanked by Boeing. He'll move over to the far side. 
One man to the one receiver to the near side, two to the far. Taking their time, really using that play clock. He'll throw it. It's complete to number five. That's Preston Patterson, and he's going to be hit and knocked down along the 25. Devontae Clark in there with the from his cornerback position coming up and making the tackle. Uh, really not not much of a gain, if at all. I don't think all. it was any gain at all. I don't see the uh, that play I don't was see the marker being moved at all. Way on the other side of us, so it's hard to see if they made any positive yards. Well, that is the end of the first quarter. It's been all Ardmore so far. Twenty-one to nothing, our score. We'll be back for the second quarter in just a moment. You're listening to Limestone County High School football and play action sports. This is Joanna from CEI Bookstore and Truth Publications. Many of you are searching for Bible study materials for your home or for Bible class. Sometimes that process can be challenging and difficult. I'd love to help you find solutions that would fit your needs and give you more time for your studies. One of our most popular book lines is the Bible textbook series. These workbooks are designed to take teen and adult students book by book through the Bible. So stop struggling with the search and come by and let us help you select reliable and meaningful study materials for your class or family. CEI Bookstore and Truth Publications, taking his hand, helping each other home. Got something to say? Put it on a t-shirt or hoodie or apron or even an iPhone case. Just go to DaddyOsCustomTees.com and make it happen. Look through their selection of ready-made designs or make one of your own. With Daddy-O's Custom Tees, you can truly have it your way. Look for Daddy-O's Custom Tees on Facebook, follow them on Twitter or Instagram, or go online to DaddyO'sCustomTees.com. That's D-A-D-D-Y-O-S, custom, T-E-E-S, dot com. Daddy-O's Custom Tees, they've got your back or front. Daddy-O's Custom Tees, dot com. And welcome back to Ardmore Play Action Sports broadcast of Ardmore versus Elkmont here. Homecoming night here in Ardmore. Scott Abernathy, Kirk Pierce, and producer Tim Lambert here bringing you tonight's game. It's third and six as we open the second quarter. Elkmont trailing 21 to nothing. Holt with an empty set. going to go back and look. He's going to run forward with it. He's going to run into his own man and go down at about the 34. Excuse me, the 24. And he's probably going to lose a yard there, and that's going to bring up fourth and long once again. They're going to credit Hayden Durham, number 31, with the tackle. But you, you said it holds with trying to scramble and ran right into the center's back and just tripped up. But uh, – that's just unfortunate because Holt's got some speed if he can just break loose. He has no protection. None whatsoever so far. And that, that size difference on the line is, is really, really rare in its head. So Holt once again will punt. That's at least his third punt. Uh, that's going to be uh, fourth punt. Fourth punt. Fourth punt. Uh, he will punt this one, and that's going to be a very short kick. And it's going to bounce, take a... Uh, well, first, initially an Ardmore bounce, and then it's going to bounce along the 45-yard line of Elkmont, and Ardmore is going to set up shop here in Elkmont territory. So, Scott, you were talking about the grill over there, the concession stand. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, and I don't mind saying this, and people can hear me. These two teams have the best concession stands <laughs> in Limestone County. I'm telling you right I had now. a hot dog earlier, and that was a delicious hot dog. I'm going to tell you. Say, well, Ardmore, I had a hamburger and a hot dog. Ardmore and Elkmont. If you want good concession stand food, I told Tim that I really believe we need to get a sponsor for we, we do concession stand of the week. I'm telling you, man, that's the way to go. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool idea. <laughs> All right. Ardmore sets up shop in Elkmont Territory at the 44. Hillis is going to hand it to the bruising running back, Colston, once again. And I thought they had him bottled up, Kirk, and he – Sprung out of there and got all the way down to the 35-yard line. 
Looks like they had him down. Yeah, they 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 did. They had him wrapped up. Number 34 for uh, Elkmont, Noah Holt, had him wrapped up. But I'm going to tell you, Colston kind of drug Holt with him. Well, he picked up nine yards that play. He's going to have 100 yards before halftime at this rate. Easily. He's still, I believe, is that uh, maybe Coverdale in there now? Can't tell. Hard to see these numbers. No, that's definitely. Uh, well, here comes uh, Gene on the end around, and he's going to take it all the way in for the 41-yard touchdown. Correction, 35-yard touchdown. Yeah, just a just a really simple counterplay. Uh, the, the whole linebackers, they went with Colston, and uh, Gene just kind of came around on a jet sweep, and just there was nobody. He went in there I untouched. I, don't, I was going to say, I don't think they had a hand on him. So Gene runs that one in. He also had a touchdown reception on the previous drive. And so, uh, yeah, this is. Well, he is a weapon, absolutely. Absolutely. Rodriguez is back in to attempt a yet another extra point. This will be his fourth, and we're not even just barely into the second quarter. And we got, I think we had an offside on Elmont, but he kicks it through. I don't know if they called it or not. Yeah, they, they didn't catch that, but uh, that, that extra point went up, and it's good. So 10.25 to go here in the second quarter. 28 to nothing, our score. Ardmore with a resounding lead. Listen for the Coaches Show Tuesday through Thursday on 1080 AM WKAC. We'll talk to local coaches and get... The scoop on their teams. If you miss it, follow the WKAC Sports Link at WKAC1080.com and click on the archives. May have a couple of scores. Scores courtesy of Limestone County Commission Chairman Colin Daly in the second quarter. Clements with a 8-7 lead over DAR. Muscle Shoals has jumped out to a 10-3 lead over James Clemens. And Tanner with a 14-0 lead in the second quarter over Columbia. Tanner is making a rebound. They went through some lean. You know, Tanner at one time had a tremendous program, class either 1A or 2A. I believe it was 2A. Yeah, 2A. And they went through some lean times. It seems like they're coming back now and building the program up. Well, you're taking on a Columbia team that's 6A, and uh, they're playing up four classifications, but uh, holding their own against that bigger school. So Rodriguez's kick is fielded by Holt. And around the five-yard line, he's going to go forward. And... He's going to get the ball to about the 17. Just not a whole lot of blocking there. Ardmore able to field that kickoff, and uh, Holt kind of got bottled up at about the 15-yard line and went forward for a couple of more yards. And I uh, see the officials out there talking about it right now. I'm wondering if, they, uh, if they're if they going to get him for a face mask. Well, I heard someone in the audience. I didn't notice it, but I heard someone in the audience uh, say something about a face mask. Yeah, it was Holt. Holt well, trying to do a stiff arm and uh, grab the face mask. Yep. So Holt trying Elmont. to. Re- yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So Holt trying to return that one, and as he was trying to do a stiff arm, grabbed hold of the face mask. He probably mask. said that, and I'm multitasking no, a- <laughs> in my mind. So. <laughs> hey, listen, I know what you got to go through, man. <laughs> Well, you do an excellent job. Well, I, I appreciate say. that. We're, we're having fun, man. You're doing a great job. Let's, well, thank you. I'm just trying to trying to uh, trying to do what what my guys do and watch. And uh, fortunately for me, I have two guys on the with their eyes on the field, and uh, I'm, I'm, it helps. <laughs> it definitely does. <laughs> and we're not in the best lighting conditions. I've got two rosters here, but uh, my 58 year old eyes just don't see in dim lights. Uh, Neither do my 51 ones. <laughs> well, it didn't get any better, I can tell you. <laughs> so here we go. First down. This is uh, Bowen. He's going to got some positive yardage. Looks like maybe a face mask there. Uh, he's going to run it all the way out. 
Picks up a couple of yards. Uh, I was going to say, he didn't get his. That was Pick, more east and west running than it was north. That was a lot south. of yardage there. But I'm going to tell you what, number six came in, uh, Caden Blade, and waylaid a uh, defender there for a block. Unfortunately, Bowen not able to, to cut up and take a, advantage of that block. But, but Blade really put, put the blade on that defender. So I was fooled by the north and south running. He didn't get any yardage. According to the scoreboard clock and the marker, it's lined up right along the uh, the original marker. So, second and ten for Elkmont. Empty set now. Trips to the near side. Here comes a man in motion, and Holt's going to take it on a quarterback keeper. He's going to advance it across the ten to about. Uh, it may have made it just shy of the fifteen. That's going to bring up third and long for Elkmont. Yeah, hold uh, another read option play. Kept it himself. Uh, tried to get some, uh, you know, more yardage than he could. But again, those linebackers—they're just waiting on that. They're sitting in there. They're doing. They're holding their zone, and then they're waiting on the quarterback to do his read. And they're just—they're not trying to. They're not trying to rush. They're not dropping back for the pass. They know their defensive line's getting penetration, so they can just sit back and just oh, yeah. watch the quarterback. And that's exactly what they're doing. Holt now still in the shotgun. Man in motion to the far side, and we're going to get whistles here, and I believe the play clock expired on that one. That's going to be another penalty against Elkmont. Yeah, that's unfortunate right there because uh, you we could see it counting down, but no urgency right there on the offense uh, for, for them. I don't know why. They're, they're going with no huddle. So I don't know what it's taking so long for them to do. They've done it a couple of times. They kind of played with fire, and that time they got caught. I tell you, I, I think if I was Elkmont, I, one thing they seem to be doing, they're trying to uh, shorten the game, I think, by running the play clock down. It didn't seem like too bad of a strategy in a game like this, but they're still uh, still in a big hole here. Holt right. back to pass. He's going to throw it, and it's going to be almost intercepted. You're going to get a penalty flag on the uh, – looks like it's going to be a, a defensive pass interference against Ardmore. We'll see. Is intended by num- for number five. That's Preston. Excuse me, uh, Ethan Adams. Ethan Adams. Yeah. Look at the Ardmore roster. Yeah, he had cannon all over him, and uh, number three for Ardmore, and he was just really kind of draped over he him. He was draped over him, and so that that was a good. That was a really good pass there by Holt. It was. Uh, just unfortunately. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> they need to check. No, I think the I think the public address announcer missed that one. He's he's corrected it. Yeah, yeah. When he said that, everybody over here kind of yeah, freaked out. There was, we might have to do some editing on what uh, what some some people might have said, but yeah, they got that one right. They said it's defensive holding yeah. uh, instead of pass interference. But that still gives them a first down. It just seems like it should have been against Elmont by the way the game's going. I say this: Elmont seems to be making some progress in their program based on what I've seen. Oh, absolutely. The last few years. I I don't know what they're like in terms of their. Uh, in terms of number of players in each each grade, mm-hmm. but I think they've got the building blocks of getting better here. Oh, I completely agree. They got a really good supporting community, and and uh, that's exactly what it's all about. So Holt's going to roll right. He's going to dance around. He's going to look for a receiver. And it's going to overthrow his receiver down around the twenty-seven yard line. That was intended. Number, number ten, ten Jake, Jake Gu- Guthrie. Guthrie. Yeah, uh, he it, was open. Yeah, Holt was trying to move. He was doing a. I tell you what, Holt reminds me of, and this is actually a very good thing, uh, because that particular quarterback in college was able to do a lot of good things, and he actually won a Heisman. Holt reminds me a little bit of Manziel. 
the way he moves <laughs> yeah. and the way he's constantly moving and trying to make things happen. So I don't fault him there. He looked over here to the sideline, saw that he had a, a running back just sitting there on a hot route, just overthrew him there. Well, I'll tell you, he's uh, he's a gritty player. He really is. admire his, his, uh, his play. It's a second and 10 for Elkmont. Ball is at their own 23-22, I believe. Again, we're burning that play uh, play clock down. Of course, the clock has stopped with the incompletion. This is going to be a handoff to Bowen. He's going to advance the ball up to about the 26. Picks up about a yard on the play. Uh, but I tell you, it looked like he had a really good head of steam until those linebackers stepped up in the gaps and stopped him. So he was he was brought down by number three, William Cannon, uh, Tavion Cannon, and uh, only picked up two yards on that play. Well, it looks like they credit him with just a tad more than that. They may have moved it out to about the uh, 20, well, we could say the 26. Second, a third and seven. And Holt's going to fake a pass, going to keep it, and try to push the ball up to about the 30. Picks up about four. That's going to be well short of the first down. Yeah, again, number number 32 on the tackle for, that's Tevante Clark. And uh, coming in from the defensive end position, making that tackle short of the first down. Well, you just about got a punt, given the circumstances, but the, the way they've been punting, uh, what, they've been getting 20 yards on each punt, roughly? Yeah, about, and you've got Noah Stafford, who who's number 27, standing at his his own 45-yard line. If he gets his hands on the ball, you got to watch him, because he could take it to the house. So a short drop now by Holt, and he will kick it on a one-step drop, and the ball's going to bounce, get an Elkmont bounce, and roll all the way down inside the 30. 30- Goes out of 37-yard line, 38-yard line. Actually worked out better than what I would have expected there. Well, I don't know if that's what Holt was trying to do, but it turned out to be a really good thing because he kicked it away from uh, Stafford and uh, rolled it over to the Ardmore sidelines. It goes out of bounds. You've still got uh, Ardmore in decent field position starting at their own 38. Look for the monthly Play Action Sports column in Ashton's Now. We'll update you on what's been happening in local sports news as well as upcoming games and events. The paper is free and available at businesses all around the area. 6.33 to go here before halftime. 28 to nothing is our score. Ardmore with a commanding league. Ben Ardmore, with the exception of a little bit of Elkmont uh, success in the very first drive of the game, has been Ardmore completely since then. So I'm, I imagine what Coach Snyder is going to do is just continue to give him a heavy dose of Colston. Except this well, one. This is uh, <laughs> number 12. That's Jarrett Dalfit, and he's going to push the ball. And I call it an end around. I, I don't know for sure if that's the right terminology. It's, got, it's a jet sweep. Jet but, sweep but yeah, that's that, Yeah, we used to call it an end around, but it's the difference between the end around is it, what, what the running back would usually go behind the quarterback for a handoff. Yeah. This is underneath, and it's kind of almost a little mini toss in front of the quarterback. There, uh, Nick Chambliss on the tackle, but uh, still – well, whatever you territory. call it, it was good for about 12 yards yeah. the first down. Hillis is going to roll right this time. He's going to overthrow his receiver. And, man, there was a defender flying in there. Ethan Adams, I tell you, if he had looked up, he was looking for the big hit, which which he I was. completely understand. But if Ethan Adams had looked up, he would have had a pickoff and probably a pick six because he was gone. He was getting ready to lay that receiver he, he wanted He <laughs> wanted to have something make the crowd go ooh and ah. But uh, he would have had a pick six there if he would have paid attention a little so, bit. So the ball uh, 
Goes out of bounds upon the incompletion, and we've got second down and 10 for Ardmore. And they're going to give it to Colston once again. He's going to be tripped up and fall forward to about the 42. That's a pickup of about, uh, give him about six. Yeah, Landon Wells with a tackle there, able to wrap up the legs of uh, Colston. And, and once you lap, if you can wrap up his legs, he can't move them, so you bring him down. Get low on him. Yeah, but I tell you, Colston is just a load. Uh, but Landon uh, he, Wells did the, the right thing there and wrapped him up low. So Hillis now has got two backs uh, back there with him. And they're going to give it to Colston once again. There's a fumble, and the ball is picked up by an Ardmore running back, and he's going to actually advance it for positive yardage. I'll tell you what, <laughs> nothing goes Elkmont's way. Nothing. Not even a, not even a bounce. I tell you right here, that's, that's going to bring up fourth and short for Ardmore. Coach Schneider's probably going to go for it. He, he really is with that load of a running back. But I wonder who he'll give it to. Yeah. But Hillis, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. I thought his knee was on the ground a couple of well, times when he, when he had his hands on the ball. But he was able to push it forward for a couple of yards. Here we go. Fourth and less than a yard for Ardmore. They'll give it to Bowen. He'll be hit. But he's going to get the first down, I believe. Uh, he'll keep pushing the pile. You think he's down, but he's still moving. And he took about three players with him there all the way down inside the 35 to about the 33 for yet another first down. Jake Guthrie able to come in there and make the initial contact, just wasn't able to wrap up, a long, uh, wrap up enough to bring him down. He was holding on to him as long as he could for some help, but uh, Colston able to, to power his way out of that tackle. So first and 10 for Ardmore, all the way to the 32 of Elmont now. Ardmore, you know, is going to want to put a touchdown on the board, another touchdown on the board here before halftime. you got a great opportunity to do it. Hillis is going to throw it, and it's going to be complete. And I don't get the number yet. Looks like, I think it's number 27, Noah Noah Stafford. Uh, Number 12, check that. I'm sorry, that's Dalfit. We've called his name a time or two already. That was a nice pitch and catch that time. And that's going to move the ball all the way down inside the 15 to about the... Yeah, I'll call it the 14. Well, what Coach Snyder saw on that one, they're giving them a lot of cushion on the defensive secondary, so it was just a nice little up-and-in pattern, and Dalfit able to bring that one in. This is number 13 with the ball on the uh, That's Sanchez. Yeah, Sanchez. I think that's the first time we've called his name tonight. He's going to take the ball inside the five to about the four, I believe it is. And Sanchez is down. He's still down. Yeah, he's, he is down on his back. Yeah, he's hurt. I tell you, the, the, the one thing I've noticed, I mean, Holt's got some speed on the Elkmont side trying to make things happen. But Coach Snyder and the other Ardmore, Ardmore Tigers, all of their offensive weapons are showing great speed. They really are. And, you know, they've, uh, they've had a variety into mm-hmm. their offense. It's not, I mean, they've relied upon Colston a lot, obviously. Mm-hmm. But they've got some good skill players. Oh, absolutely. And when you've got a quarterback in Braden Hillis that's, that's been a – I know we started last year, so this is his – for me, it's his second time – uh, my second year seeing him at, at starting quarterback. And so you've got that kind of knowledge in the sa- uh, back there in skill position. They make things happen. Go to tailgate, tailgatetalk.net and enter your nominations for the Applebee's Athlete of the Week and vote on this week's poll. We'll announce the winner Saturday between 10 and noon on Applebee's tailgate, tailgate Talk on WKAC. The winner receives a gift from the Athens Applebee and a Tailgate ta- Talk T-shirt from Gotcha Covered Spring Printing and More. Well, 
And who did we say that was down there? I, I think it's Sanchez, Sanchez, the running back. He had the ball. He is still and, down. Uh, Jacob Sanchez. So you've got uh, trainers, looks like from, I think, even Elkmont's trainers out there taking a look at him as well. Um, so hopefully Jacob Sanchez can get up and, and uh, get up on his own power. So while they're still attending to Sanchez, we'll take a break. 3.46 to go before halftime. Ardmore with a 28 to nothing lead over Elkmont. You're listening to Limestone County High School Football and Play Action Sports. Limestone County High School Sports are brought to you in part by Limestone County Commission Chairman Colin Daly. Visit the County Commission page at limestonecounty-al.gov to keep up with what's going on in the county and find out what ranks us in the top 5% in the state. You can also call Colin at 256-233-6400 or on his cell phone at 256-800-4544. What makes a better banking experience? A lot goes into it, but the heart of that equation is helpful people who offer a genuine smile and actually know your name. It sounds simple, but these days that personal touch can be hard to come by. At Citizens Bank and Trust, friendly personal service is something we live by. It may seem like a small thing, but we invite you to see the big difference it makes. Citizens Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Whether you've suffered massive storm damages to your roof or it appears to be only minor repairs you need, call Evans Roofing for a free inspection at 345-9179 or 614-2796. Don't trust one of those out-of-town operations that are here today and gone tomorrow. Evans Roofing is locally owned and operated, BBB accredited, bonded, and licensed, as well as licensed by the Alabama Home Builders. Evans Roofing offers a 10-year warranty and the lowest price guaranteed. Call 345-9179 or 614-2796 or visit them on Facebook. Evans Roofing will be here after the storm. Gin House Barbecue has been an Elkmont tradition for many years and that tradition continues today. Come by for a visit and try out some old favorites as well as some tasty new additions. Barbecue pork, ham and chicken, St. Louis style ribs, catfish, pork chops, hamburger steak, just to name a few. They're open early for breakfast too. So take a drive up to 18060 Upper Fort Hampton Road in Elkmont, just three-tenths of a mile east of Highway 127. Eat in or call ahead and have your order waiting on you. Call 732-4579. Gin House Barbecue and Elkmont Tradition. Technology is a great thing, but sometimes a camera in your phone just isn't enough. That's where Down Home Portraits comes in. Robbie Newport at Down Home Portraits can capture any event you like. Sports, family, parties, or senior portraits. Call Robbie at Down Home Portraits at 777-3528. Visit them on Facebook or online at downhomeportraits.zenfolio.com. Down Home Portraits, 777-3528. Whether you're in the market for residential or commercial property or looking to sell your current home, land, or building, make your first call to the Phillips team at Alabama Real Estate Solutions. Paula and James can help you with everything you need, whether you're buying or selling. Call Paula at 777-4916 or James at 656-2370. You can also see their listings online at alrealsolutions.com. Look for them on Facebook, too. The Phillips team at Alabama Real Estate Solutions. Real solutions for real estate. The next time you need a pharmacy, one call to Athens Creekside Drugs, Salem Pharmacy, or Florence Express Pharmacy will fill the bill. All three locations are committed to providing you the best services a pharmacy can offer, with the emphasis on quality, value, and service. Whether your needs are simple or complex in nature, either location can provide solutions that deliver results. They pride themselves on being a company where customer service means timeliness, quality service, and a friendly attitude. Athens Creekside Drugs 
at 605 Highway 31 South, Salem Pharmacy at 28730 Highway 99, and Florence Express Pharmacy on Mall Road in Florence. Welcome back to Ardmore. 346 to go here in the first half. Ardmore with a commanding 28 to nothing lead. We've been in an extended delay here as there has been an Ardmore player sustain what is obviously, Kirk, a serious injury, or yeah. if that's not a serious injury, they're being very cautious. And, sure. and maybe hopefully we'll hope and pray that it's precautionary. Mm-hmm. But they've actually brought a gurney out to load him on to. Uh, we believe the player is uh, number 13, Jacob Sanchez, the ball carrier on the play uh, that occurred uh, that led to this injury. And, uh, well, he's actually up on his feet now, I believe. That's great. That's, well, that that's great terrific. to see right there. So they're going to – I think they're still going to put him on the gurney. Yeah, he looks yeah. – uh, he looks – he looks unsteady on his feet. He does. I, I wonder be, if he got his bell wrong. Yeah, he might be dealing with concussion there or no. p- potential. But uh, I don't want to guess. But uh, he had a good run there. Just got tackled just short of the goal line. So There wasn't anything obvious on no, the tackle. it really wasn't. That made it uh, appear as though, you know, something might have happened. Here comes the train track. Uh, this is one of those uh, novelties about watching football here at Ardmore as the train track runs just behind the uh, west stands. You know, Scott, you mentioned just a little while ago talking about Elkmont and looks like uh, Coach Coach Bonio's trying to put together a program here. And, and that's one of the things that I've noticed every time I've gone to Elkmont to watch a ball game or to, to do a broadcast or whatnot. You know, the, the community, no matter what the winning win-loss record is, they show up. They support this football program, this school, that community. And you can say the same thing about Ardmore. Yeah. They, they travel well. And I know that this is a, a bit of a novelty here because we're, you know, what, 10 miles away from one another, yeah. give or take a few. But uh, it, it doesn't matter because wherever I've gone and watched an Elkmont game or an Ardmore game, these fans travel. And so that right there is, uh, is something to just commend both communities for, both head coaches getting these fans behind the programs and these kids because there's nothing like going to a game and – very few people in the stands. It'll deflate you a little oh, bit. Oh, absolutely. And but when you've got a when you've got people cheering you on, no matter what the score is, and they're really into the ball game, it really hypes the kids up. I'll tell you something I've noticed too, and I believe just to our, just to the back left to us is the R, is the Elmont band. I believe. Yeah. And I'm gonna tell you, I saw them several years ago, and they only had. We did a game up there well, three or four years ago. And they probably did not have a third to a half of the number of participants in the band. That band is growing. That's an indicative. That's Absolutely. indicative of interest in the program. Those kind of things are important. They're important to the players. Plays a big role. It's part of the experience of high school football. So it's it's encouraging to see that. And if that kind of thing can translate, you know, you mentioned growing a program. You got to get your athletes in the program. There are some athletes at Elmont. Oh, absolutely! Uh, my son just finished uh, high school. He's down at Auburn now, but we played baseball against some of those players. They had some fine athletes. Oh, absolutely! I don't know how many of them they have in the football program, but you got to get them in the program. You know, you got to build from the bottom up. You've got to have success in your youth leagues. You got to have players playing, playing in these uh, youth leagues. You get good experience there. Got to get in the weight room, obviously. Yeah. So there's things that you can do to improve your odds and chances. And, again, as we pointed out, this is a mismatch in terms of classification. Uh, Ardmore at 5A school, Arch 5A school, Elmont. Elmont teeters between uh, 
Two and three, eh, isn't it? Is it two, either two and three or three and four? I can't remember. Yeah. I want to say it, but they were teetering between the two. They've had success in baseball. Oh, yeah, they? absolutely. Uh, they went a ways in baseball either mm-hmm. last year or year before or both. Mm-hmm. So Ardmore's going to put the ball in play now. Second and one to go at the 13. And they're going to give it to Colston, and he's going to run into the end zone. Yeah, Colston just went out. He, he got in there untouched. It was just a simple handoff off the right side around that eight hole and uh, just able to get in there for a touchdown untouched. So that'll push the lead out to 34 to nothing with the extra point pending. As Rodriguez will come on once again to attempt the extra point. He's perfect so far, four for four, trying to make it five for five in extra points. And they get the snap down. The kick is away, and the kick is good. Well, with 3.37 to go here in the opening half, Ardmore jumped out to a 35 to nothing lead. The Play Action Sports Report features results, interviews, and more from the Limestone and Athens area and drops every Wednesday on most major podcast platforms at pasnetwork.net. Hey, what the tools we have to keep up with high school sports. Oh, now, yeah. I would, who would have ever imagined that we could, you know, set up and broadcast like we're doing? Of course, we're doing that in football, baseball, basketball, uh, other schools and other places. Ardmore's got a nice, very nice uh, production they have. I watched a mm-hmm. little of that. It's it's outstanding in terms of how they put it on YouTube and things like that. Not trying to bring up competition, Tim. You're probably going to get me for saying it, but. <laughs> Uh, it is a nice, nice production. They put a lot of effort into. Well, Tim's done a great job of this play action sports, covering as much of Limestone County as he can, uh, try to get as many games as he can each and every week. And uh, it's just grown exponentially each and every year. So Rodriguez is going to lay the foot into it, and Holt's going to pick the ball up down around his own five yard. He's across the 10, 15, 20, and he's going to fall forward to about the 24, where Elkmont will have the ball with 3.31 to go here before halftime. Yeah, you're starting to see just a little bit of chippiness between the two teams uh, right now. Early in the in the first half, is it's a little unusual, but uh, with the score 35 to nothing, it's understandable. It's no fun getting uh, getting beat 35 to nothing. No, there's not. Uh, I think I think Morris Hill was up 63 to nothing at halftime last week. Really? And uh, yeah, you start that running clock, which is you know, the, and that'll help. That'll that'll definitely help, but uh, you know, it's unfortunate that we have to get to that point. So first and 10 now from the 23, Elkmont at their own 23. Holt in the shotgun. He's been there all night. Trips to the far side. He's going to fake the handoff and keep it. And and I don't even think he's going to get back to the line of scrimmage there. He's going to lose a couple of yards back to the 21. Yeah, Bowen was the intended. Uh, I, I think, I'll be honest with you, I don't know that Bowen, Bowen even had his hands up to receive the ball. It's another read option, and, and Holt just did what he had to do and tucked it and ran, but he, like you said, got to the line of scrimmage. So they huddle back up pretty quickly. Game clock is getting down to three minutes to go here before halftime. And Holt this time is going to hand it to Bowen, and... He'll advance it forward back, I think, to about the original line of scrimmage up to the 23, maybe the 24. Devontae Clark, Clark with the tackle, again, from D- as Devontae Clark. That was, that was not 
uh, 31. That was number 32 because I watched him defensive end on the le- on the near side to us, the left side defensive end, and just wrapped up Bowen, and he had nowhere to go. So the ball's at the 24. Call it third and nine. Empty set now. Holt back. He's going to look. He's going to throw. It's going to be complete to number five. That's uh, Ethan Adams for a short gain up to about the 29. That's going to be well short of the first down. Uh, Tavian Cannon with the with the tackle there on the cornerback position, and uh, once they made that reception, Cannon just closed quickly and uh, kept them from getting the first down. So obviously a punting situation once again for Elmont on fourth and four at their own 29. Make it the 28. Here comes a man on late. I guess they wound up with 11. <laughs> they either got 11 or they got 12. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those things you got to be ready for. And Hope punts it away. There's nobody back for Ardmore this time. The ball's going to take an Elkmont roll all the way down to about the 27-yard line. That's where Ardmore will put the ball in play with a minute 36 to go. Got to think, Kirk, at this point, Ardmore may be uh, – May be satisfied with just uh, running the ball. And I have a feeling you may see starters for the first possession or two in the second half, and I imagine that may be it. Yeah, I don't disagree with you at all, Scott. I think what we're going to see right now, though, minute 36 left to go in the first half with a big 35 to nothing lead. Um, just like you mentioned, they're going to drive it down. But one thing we're going to get to see, this will be the longest, uh, this is the worst field position that Ardmore's had uh, since, since in the first half. You had and a pretty so, good night if you're uh, – if you're starting your worst drive at the 26. Yep. Hillis now, once again, he's going to hand it to Colston. He's going to avoid a tackle. Going to get a first down across across the 35 to about the 39. Number 42, Thomas Colston. Yeah, big big carry there by, by Colston. Uh, he's tripped up by number two. Penalty flag on the play. Uh, a penalty flag laying along near where the tackle occurred, and yeah. it's going to be a penalty against Ardmore. Yeah, Chambliss able to get up there and, and, and kind of trip Colston up and allowed some other defenders to come in there and help him out. Uh, Chambliss kind of holding his wrest there. What did uh, what was the penalty? I, I think it was hold. Yeah, it was a bit of a Bronx cheer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I think that's what that's called. The Elkmont fans uh, applauding the penalty there. So they'll mark it back. Yeah. Uh, it'll go back to about the uh, 21. We got whistles, and there's going to be a stoppage of play once again. Yeah, so we, which, when you when you said that about the Elkmont fans, um, it's because they've been screaming for a holding call all night long, <laughs> and, and they finally got one. Oh, so it's going to be offsides against uh, Elkmont, so that's going to so give them back. it back, and it's going to go back to the original line of scrimmage. <laughs> So a minute 18 to go here before halftime. 35 to nothing, our score. Ardmore has uh, dominated this game almost from the beginning. So Colston in the backfield again, and, and uh, Snyder's just going to hand him the ball with a, just a little over a minute. No, he's going to well, roll he out. Fakes the, uh, fakes the handoff. He's going to throw it. That's complete to number 21. Ooh, um, and that's to Peyton Hargrove. He'll advance the ball inside Elkmont territory all the way to about the 40, 46, I believe. 
I know you didn't see this, Scott, because you were watching exactly what you should have been. I continued to watch the quarterback, Braden Hillis, after he released the ball. And I'm going to tell you, he's got to shake some cobwebs out because Jake Guthrie Took a hard leveled hit. it. I didn't see it. Right I as he act- released that ball. I was actually looking down trying to figure out who had the uh, who received the pass. <laughs> yeah, Jake Guthrie came in on a, on a corner blitz and just put it on uh, Chambliss. I mean, Here's a handoff to Colston once again. He avoids one tackle, still driving all the way down to the 35. Number 42, Thomas oh, Colston. Play clock is run, game clock is running down under 25 seconds to go. I doubt Ardmore's going to try to score here. Yeah, they're probably just going to let this clock run out a little bit more. I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm watching Hillis, the quarterback. I can see what you're talking about. He is still holding He's his hands. Hazy. He yeah. is hurt. Um, and uh, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that you're – premonition of the second half is probably going to come a little quicker than uh, maybe Coach Snyder was wanting. As this gets under under 10 and seconds. They're just going to let the play caught run. And that will be the end of the first half. Well, Kirk All, Ardmore, your thoughts? Well, I mean, it just like you mentioned earlier, Elkmont uh, started off. They they won the opening uh, the kick the toss and elected to receive the opening kickoff and had a really good drive going. Almost into Ardmore territory, they actually got to yeah, the forty-nine. Territory, yeah. they, they got right there at the forty-nine fifty-yard line, and unfortunately, on a read option, they fumbled the ball, and that turned the ball over. And it's just been Ardmore ever since. And the game so, is, you know, Elmont has not been in this game since that happened. No, it really hasn't, and and not a whole lot of blocking there. Uh, not able to to keep those defenders at bay. But uh, for Coach Snyder and these Ardmore Tigers, when you look at that, that's exactly how you want it. You want penetration. You want big hits. You want big runs. You want your quarterback making smart decisions. And that has been, in my opinion, perfect. Yeah, you know, absolutely. aside from a, a drop ball here, uh, there, it, it's been a really good first half for these Ardmore Tigers. Well, as we said, 35 to nothing our score here on homecoming night here at Ardmore. Ardmore with a big lead over Elmont. We're going to be back in just a few moments. We'll be featuring some of the bands and hopefully give you uh, some of the homecoming court festivities here during halftime. Once again, 35 to nothing, our score, Ardmore with a big lead. You're listening to Limestone County High School Football and Play Action Sports. Time for our Play Action Sports sideline shout-out. A tip of the hat from the head coaches to their assistants on the sidelines. First off is Elkmont head coach Chris Bunio. Matt Smith is our uh, defensive coordinator. And he also coaches offensive line. And then uh, Patrick Chambliss, he coaches our linebackers and our running backs. Uh, Zach Meadows is our co-defensive coordinator. He uh, coaches defensive backs and wide, re- and wide receivers. Lastly is uh, Colton Lovern. And he is our uh, head. He's our strength and conditioning coach, and he also coaches defensive line. Next, we have Ardmore head coach Jonathan Snyder. Uh, Joe Moose is our. Uh, he's our offensive coordinator, offensive line coach. This is his uh, second year here with us. He came on board with me last year. Uh, does a really, really good job with, with our offense. Has, a, has an awesome mind. Has you know been around several places in Tennessee, um, and came to us last year, and and really is a is a very, very key component, as all of our assistants are, uh, you know, to the positive success that we've been having. He's a he's a fantastic uh, man. He's a great inspiration and uh, tutor for these young men, uh, leads people the right way. Uh, glad he's on my staff. Um, I've got Brian Wells. Brian is our receivers coach. Uh, Brian is a, a very 
a very good coach. He's a young up and coming coach that has a lot of ambitions of you know being a coordinator, which I think he's been a coordinator in the past at different stops at Clements and Elkmont. But uh, being you know in his upper twenties, he's he's got a lot of experience. Uh, does a great job with our receivers. Uh, those guys play really really hard for him. His daddy was a long time coach, so he um, he's got a bright future ahead of him. I uh, hope we can mold him in the right way and get him to where his you know where he needs to be one day as a as a coordinator again and then maybe even as a head coach but uh, Bryant does a really really good job for us uh, Bronson Ellis is our running backs coach and secondary coach uh, this is Bronson's third year at Ardmore um, he was one of ones that I retained uh, last year when I came on board uh, Bronson is really growing as a young coach um uh, uh, it actually has some stabilization. I think he'd coached under different head coaches just about every every time he had been a coach at different places. And so he does a really, really good job with our kids that understands, you know, what we want to do and does a great job of coaching them uh, day in and day out. Uh, Billy Snyder is our quarterback's coach. He's my dad. Uh, he's been on the sideline for 49 years. I think this is 49th year. A uh, longtime head coach in the state of Alabama, retired from Alabama, Tennessee, in Mississippi, um, you know, been coordinator roles and everything else, but does a really good job of keeping me grounded. I, it's neat to, to lean on him for different things, um, you know, here and there and, you know, from the head coaching seat. But uh, fortunate to have him on our staff, uh, His the wealth of knowledge that he brings and just understanding different things from being around the game for so long. It helps us helps us all out, not just me. Uh, Greg Carricker, uh Coach Carricker is a guy that we hired Late in the process, he came on late, uh, well, mid mid to late August, um, is, teaches history for us. Um, he does a good job with our outside linebackers and inside linebackers, uh, you know, coming on the scene so late. You know, he's one of those guys that, you know, he had to learn on the fly. Uh, he's a, you know, as all of my assistants are, they're, they're very well-rounded individuals. You know, they, they have a very strong moral compass uh, background uh, to where, the, you know, they can lead our young men just – you know, not just on the field, but also off the field. But fortunate to have Coach Carricker on staff with us. Um, he's from the Scottsboro, Sand Mountain area. Our head middle school coach is Andrew Smith, who is also our head uh, baseball coach here. Coach Smith does a great job with our middle school program, uh, does a good job organizing things. Uh, those guys are undefeated right now. Uh, so he he's done a really, really good job with them and leading that program. And one of those guys that don't have to worry about what goes on middle school, you know, he, he can handle his business there. Uh, Tim Jones is our, our middle school offensive coordinator. Uh, Coach Jones has been around Ardmore and Limestone County for a long time, uh, very, very well respected around uh, the community, uh, does a really, really good job with our kids. Uh, they, they play really hard for those guys. Uh, you know, Tim is a, he's a great guy, understands the game, uh, does a good job understanding middle schoolers. Uh, Coach Dennis Norwood is a volunteer guy for us. Uh, we got him from Clements this past year. Coach Norwood does our O-line and D-line uh, for our middle school. Uh, he, he and Coach Jones are in the box for me on Friday nights. Uh, they do a good job of, of understanding what we do, uh, both sides of the ball. Coach Norwood does a great job of coaching our, our, our offensive and defensive lines. They, they, they've learned uh, a lot this year. Uh, they're, they're, they respect him. They play hard for him, which is always key in the middle school world. Um, and lastly, we've got um, Brandon Tidwell. Brandon Tidwell is our ISS supervisor here. Uh, he's a first-year coach, uh, sort of getting into it. 
Uh, Brandon helps out with OLDL and, and different things on our middle school program. Uh, does a does a good job. You know, he's learning. Um, he, he's he's like a sponge. He wants to learn different things. Uh, so that's good for a young up and coming coach. Um, you know, I've got I've got a couple of guys that um, that show up on, on Friday nights for different for various reasons. But one of them is Brody Dunn. Um, Brody played for Ardmore here last year. Great player here. Uh, is actually attending UNA just in school, but he comes back and helps us on Friday night. Uh, helps us understand different things going on. Uh, is a is a key part of, of what we do. Um, and then Coach Bill White. Bill White comes comes to uh, games on Friday night. Helps us out in different ways. You know, encouraging the kids. Coach White's been around Ardmore for a long time. Uh, and it's good to have him back and, and part of it. That's tonight's sideline shout out. We'll be back with a halftime show after this from Play Action Sports. Limestone County High School Sports are brought to you in part by Limestone County Commission Chairman Colin Daly. Visit the County Commission page at limestonecounty-al.gov to keep up with what's going on in the county and find out what ranks us in the top 5% in the state. You can also call Colin at 256-233-6400 or on his cell phone at 256-800-4544. What makes a better banking experience? A lot goes into it, but the heart of that equation is helpful people who offer a genuine smile and actually know your name. It sounds simple, but these days that personal touch can be hard to come by. At Citizens Bank and Trust, friendly personal service is something we live by. It may seem like a small thing, but we invite you to see the big difference it makes. Citizens Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Technology is a great thing, but sometimes a camera in your phone just isn't enough. That's where Down Home Portraits comes in. Robbie Newport at Down Home Portraits can capture any event you like. Sports, family, parties, or senior portraits. Call Robbie at Down Home Portraits at 777-3528. Visit them on Facebook or online at downhomeportraits.zenfolio.com. Down Home Portraits, 777-3528. Whether you've suffered massive storm damages to your roof or it appears to be only minor repairs you need, call Evans Roofing for a free inspection at 345-9179 or 614-2796. Don't trust one of those out-of-town operations that are here today and gone tomorrow. Evans Roofing is locally owned and operated, BBB accredited, bonded, and licensed, as well as licensed by the Alabama Home Builders. Evans Roofing offers a 10-year warranty and the lowest price guaranteed. Call 345-9179 or 614-2796 or visit them on Facebook. Evans Roofing will be here after the storm. Come on out to Village Pizza on the Athens Square for the best freshly made pizza, wings, pasta, sandwiches, salads, and more. Folks from all over the Southeast rave about their food, service, and great atmosphere. See for yourself. Village Pizza, 222 West Market Street in Athens. Since 1951, Cream Delight in Athens has been a valley tradition. From their upside-down banana split and milkshakes to chili dogs and pretzels, Cream Delight has served generations from the same walk-up location. Cream Delight, 401 West Washington Street in Athens. Keep up with Athens and Limestone County sports with a play-action sports report. Look for it every Wednesday on your favorite podcast platform, the Play Action Sports Report. Scores, interviews, highlights, and more from school, youth, and amateur sports in Athens and Limestone County. The Play Action Sports Report every Wednesday on your favorite podcast platform or online at pasnetwork.net. Welcome to the Gibson Orthodontics Halftime Show. Gibson Orthodontics, 607 Hobbs Street East in Athens, a better way to smile. 
And welcome back to Ardmore. We are at halftime here at Ardmore. 35 to nothing. Ardmore over Elmont on homecoming night here at Ardmore. Big, big crowd has assembled tonight. Uh, not seeing much of a game in terms of competitiveness, but it's still a nice event. Uh, it's homecoming night. There are people just uh, crammed all in the end zone down there, Kirk. It, it, despite the lopsided game, it's still a still a big event, still a big night. Listen, I, I, this is what I love about fo- high school football because, it's, and I mentioned this in another broadcast we had a couple of weeks ago, high school sports in and of itself, in the essence, it's pure. It is true, pure uh, sports, and and that's what we're here to see. I'm sitting here watching over our shoulder all of these kids, these younger (laughs) kids, that we're going to be announcing their names in the next several years. They're playing football, and you got cheerleaders that are that are cheerleading with the cheerleaders. I mean, that's what it's all about. You got Ardmore kids playing with Elkmont kids. That's about these communities, and that's proper. That has been going on since as long as I can remember. I can remember coming up here as a kid. And kids having these little games going on behind the stands. As I mentioned earlier, uh, years ago, it was these block yeah. block uh, <laughs> stands and uh, wooden bleachers. And you could fall through if you weren't careful. That's right. And kids would get back behind there and play. And, uh, of course, they've, they've really made the stadium very nice. with these nice metal bleachers on both sides. We're getting ready for homecoming. We're going to try to bring you some of those festivities. And, Tim, are we going to try to listen in on the band a little bit? So we'll turn it over to the PA announcer. Addison is the daughter of Sheena Jones and James Barnett. Addison is a member of the Junior Varsity Cheer Squad. She's been a cheerleader at Ardmore for three years. Addison enjoys spending time with family and friends and helping out at her mother's office. She is being escorted tonight by her father. Also representing the freshman class is Miss Kendall Lee. Kendall is the daughter of Mark and Karen Lee. She is a member of the Beta Club and a ninth grade SGA senator. Kendall is a junior varsity cheerleader and received the All-American Award at camp. She attends Woolly Springs Baptist Church and enjoys spending time with her family and working at her mother's salon in her spare time. Kendall is being escorted tonight by her father. Now for the sophomore representatives. First we have Miss Lindsay Anderson. Lindsay is the daughter of Ashley Anderson and Tara and Adam Anderson. She is a junior varsity cheerleader. Lindsay received All-American honors at camp. She is a member of Community Baptist Church. Lindsay enjoys shopping, eating Chick-fil-A, and going out of town. She is being escorted by her father. Next, we have Miss Addison Burnett Isbell. Addie is the daughter of Amy and Jason Isbell. She is a member of the Senior Beta and FCCLA. She is a 10th grade SGA Senator, Student Leader for Skills USA, and part of the Gifted Program. Addie is a Junior Varsity Cheerleader and received All-American Honors at camp. She is an active member of the Millersburg Baptist Church. In her free time, she enjoys spending time with family and friends. Addie is being escorted by her father. 
representing the junior class is Miss Emma Mara. Emma is the daughter of Sabrina and Adam Mara. She serves as the secretary of SGA. Emma is a member of Senior Beta and Mu Alpha Theta. She has played soccer at Ardmore for three years. Emma is escorted tonight by her father. Also representing the junior class is Miss Lauren Moore. Lauren is the daughter of Gina and Gerald Moore. She is a senior member. She is a member of Senior Beta and Mu Alpha Theta. She is part of FCA and represents the junior class on the SGA. Lauren has been on the varsity volleyball team for two years. She attends Piney Grove Baptist Church. She is being escorted by her father. Presenting the senior class as one of the homecoming candidates is Miss Maggie Campbell. Maggie is the daughter of Kim and Johnny Campbell. She's a member of Senior Beta and Mu Alpha Theta. Maggie is a senior representative on SGA and is involved in the Athens Junior Seminary Club. This past summer, she represented Ardmore High School and Alabama Girls State. In her spare time, she enjoys spending time with family and friends. She is a member of Lindsay Lane Baptist Church. After graduation, she plans to attend the University of Alabama to pursue a degree in accounting. She is being escorted by her father. Miss Sage Elkins is our next senior representative. Sage is the daughter of Tisha Elkins Pryor and the late Neil Elkins. She is a member of Senior Beta and Mu Alpha Theta. Sage represents the senior class on SGA. She's been a member of the varsity volleyball team for two years. She attends Community Baptist Church. After graduation, Sage plans to attend the University of North Alabama to pursue a degree in business administration. She is being escorted tonight by her mother. Next we have Miss Sakura Hotchkiss. Sakura is the daughter of Allison and Randy Hotchkiss. She's been a member of the varsity soccer team for four years. Sakura plans to attend Michigan State University where she hopes to be a student athlete. She plans to pursue a business degree and become a cosmetologist. Sephora attends First Baptist Church of Ardmore. And in her spare time, she enjoys watching Grey's Anatomy. She is being escorted by her father. Our next senior representative is Miss Anna Payne. Anna is the daughter of Lori and John Payne. She is a member of Senior Beta and the First National Bank Advisory Board. Anna has been the drum major for the Pride of the State Line Marching Band for the past two years and has played French horn in the concert band for seven years. She's a member of Westview Church of Christ. After graduation, Anna plans to attend Calhoun and UNA to pursue a degree in counseling. In her spare time, she enjoys spending time with family and friends. She is being escorted tonight by her father.
Nashville senior representative is Miss Emma Payne. Emma is the daughter of Lori and John Payne. She's a member of Senior Beta and the First National Bank Advisory Board. Emma has been in the band for seven years and currently serves as the trumpet section leader for the Pride of the State Line Marching Band. She is a member of the Westview Church of Christ and enjoys shopping and being with friends. Emma plans to attend Calhoun and UAB to pursue a degree in dentistry. She is being escorted tonight by her grandfather, Gary Hargrove. Girl and crown bear tonight are Miss Aniston Williams and Master Liam Lovell. Aniston is the daughter of Brooke and Bo Williams, and Liam is the son of Chelsea and Payson Lovell. Aniston and Liam are in the first grade at Cedar Hill Elementary. The 2022 homecoming queen will be crowned by last year's queen, Miss Viviana Parker. Vivi is being escorted into the, onto the field by Ardmore High School principal, Mr. Glenn Bryant. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the moment you've been waiting for, the 2022 Ardmore High School homecoming queen is Miss Sage Elkins. Sage is the daughter of Tisha Elkins Pryor and the late Neil Elkins. She's a member of Senior Beta and Mu Alpha Theta. Sage represents the senior class on SGA. She's been a member of the varsity volleyball team for two years. She attends Community Baptist Church. After graduation, Sage plans to attend the University of North Alabama. Welcome back to Play Action Sports halftime score of 35 to nothing. Ardmore with a big lead here on homecoming night. Congratulations to Sage Elkins, the 2022 homecoming queen here at Ardmore High School. Well, we're going to take a quick break and be back with you to start the second half. Once again, our halftime score, Ardmore 35, Elkmont nothing. You're listening to Limestone County High School football and play action sports. This has been the Gibson Orthodontics Halftime Show. Gibson Orthodontics, 607 Hobbs Street East in Athens, a better way to smile. It's been said that a smile is happiness you'll find right under your nose. If you're unhappy with your smile, Gibson Orthodontics is here to set things straight. If you'll pardon the pun, Gibson Orthodontics offers traditional metal braces, clear braces, Invisalign clear aligners, along with a variety of other orthodontic appliances to correct your smile and other issues that can lead to dental health problems. Call Gibson Orthodontics at 213-0756 or visit their website at gibsonorthoathens.com to request an appointment. Located at 607 Hobbs Street East in Athens, Gibson Orthodontics. Athens Utilities comprises Athens Electric, Athens Gas, and Athens Water Services. Together, we are committed to providing reliable and affordable electricity, natural gas, and water and wastewater services. We operate as part of the City of Athens, and just like our city's motto of Athens is classic, southern, character, we believe in supporting what makes our community special. And that includes Athens and Limestone County Sports. Call 233-8750, go by their office at 508 South Jefferson Street, or look for the link online at AthensAL.us. 
One of the worst feelings you can have is that of being stranded. Well, BT's towing, tire, and truck repair makes that a thing of the past with 24-7 towing services and roadside assistance in the northern Alabama and southern Tennessee areas. But that's not all. They also offer truck and trailer repair, mobile welding, brake service and repair, new and used tires, and other major and minor repairs. Their name says it all, BT's Towing, Tire, and Truck Repair. For 24-7 response, call 497-8234. That's 497-8234. BT's Towing, Tire, and Truck Repair. The next time you need a pharmacy, one call to Athens Creekside Drugs, Salem Pharmacy, or Florence Express Pharmacy will fill the bill. All three locations are committed to providing you the best services a pharmacy can offer, with the emphasis on quality, value, and service. Whether your needs are simple or complex in nature, either location can provide solutions that deliver results. They pride themselves on being a company where customer service means timeliness, quality service, and a friendly attitude. Athens Creekside Drugs at 605 Highway 31 South, Salem Pharmacy at 28730 Highway 99 and Florence Express Pharmacy on Mall Road in Florence. Hey guys, this is Joanna with CEI Bookstore and Truth Publications. I'd like to personally invite you to our storefront. While you're here, you'll find a variety of Bibles, children's gift items, trustworthy study materials, and more. Come check out our children's section. It's filled with Bible stories, picture books, games, toys, and a growing selection of homeschool materials. Here at CEI Bookstore, our goal is to provide you with trustworthy resources to bring you and your family closer to God. Stop by, and our friendly staff will be happy to help you find material that fits you and your family's needs. CEI Bookstore and Truth Publications. Taking his hand, helping each other home. Stick around after local high school football coverage this season as we announce our Lawler's Fans of the Week. Just go to PASnetwork.net and register. Then listen during the post-game show of each regular season game as we pick the winner of a $20 gift card from Lawler's Barbecue. The next fan of the week could be you from Lawler's Barbecue and Play Action Sports. And welcome back to Art Moore. Here at halftime on homecoming night, 35 to nothing is our score. And we're getting ready to uh, kick off the second half. Homecoming festivities just concluded. And we want to say congratulations to the 2022 homecoming queen here at Ardmore, Sage Elkins. Here's a few scores from other games uh, playing in the second quarter as of last report. West Limestone with a 10 to nothing lead over East Limestone. Tanner with a big 34 to nothing uh, lead over Columbia in the second quarter. Muscle Shoals has jumped out to a 17 to three lead over James Clemens in the third, and Elmont continues to lead DAR at the half, 16 to seven. What did I say? Clements, Clements. Who did I say, Tim? <laughs> Elmont. We just wish it was Elmont. <laughs> Clements. I've said Elmont too many times tonight. I, I didn't even realize I said it. Clements with a 16 to seven lead over DAR at halftime. These scores brought to you courtesy of Limestone County Commission Chairman Colin Daly. Well, I don't know about insights to the second half. It's kind of obvious the way this one's going to go, Kirk. And um, if you're Elmont, you just want to play competitive and get out of here uh, with with maybe no worse than it already is. Yeah, Scott, you're really looking at you're on the on the cusp of a running clock in high school sports. You once you get to a certain point differential. 
you start getting a running clock, and and that's what we're kind of looking at with a thirty-five to nothing uh, score at, at the half. And I know that Coach Bunio, he he's going to go. He went in there, talked to his. Uh, he had to talk to both his defense and offensive lines. Guys, you got to keep them from getting penetration, but you guys are going to have to start getting some penetration. And uh, you know that that's got to be the way. You got to give your skill players an opportunity to make the plays and uh, unfortunately for Elkmont they haven't been able to do that tonight well Elkmont is getting ready to kick this will be the uh, first kickoff of the game for Elkmont uh, that's number 28 Bowen who's been the running back so Bowen is uh, going to kick off now getting ready as the officials put the ball in play and we're off and under. It's going to be an onside kick that's going to be recovered, I believe, by Elkmont. It did not go the minimum 10 yards. Had a nice spin on it. But even if uh, Elkmont had jumped on that one, it would not have been a, uh, a legal onside kick. So that's going to give ball, Ardmore the ball at the Elkmont 47. Seems like they've been inside Elkmont territory most of the night. Yeah, the Right before the half, they, they had to start a little bit deeper in their own territory, about the 26-yard line. That was their worst field position of the, of the first half. And uh, so, unfortunately for Bowen on that uh, onside kick, he didn't get the top of the ball. Yeah. And so all he really did was kick almost a spiral and uh, didn't get the roll that he was wanting. But his first and 10, Ardmore. So Ardmore appears to still have their starters in the game. It'll be interesting to see how long they go. This going to hand it to Colston. Colston's going to be hit around the 45. Keep his feet driving all the way inside the 40 to about the 40. Uh, excuse me, the 37. And that's going to be another first down. Yeah. Got a feeling you're going to see the starters for a possession. If they punch it in, you may not see them again. Yeah, Guthrie in there with the stop, uh, but not before, you know, Colston was able to pick up that first down. Two receivers to the far side. Hillis, the quarterback. Holston back there with him in the backfield. Taking plenty of time here. They'll hand it to Colston. He's across the 35, inside the 30, all the way down to about the 25, maybe the 26. And that's going to be another first down for Ardmore. Elvin May with the tackle there for um, for Elkmont. Uh, again, Colston, the big running back, the big bruiser. He's going to come out and take a breather, and you got number 16 coming in uh, for them. That's uh, just a Coverdale. Coverdale, yeah. yeah. And he's shown uh, flashes of uh, pretty good speed tonight, I believe. Oh, yeah. He, again, we, we already mentioned it. Ardmore is not lacking in the speed department. So two receivers to the near side now. Hillis is going to hand it to Coverdale. He's going to go and be hit. And he'll struggle to get back to the line of scrimmage. It's a nice defensive play that time by Elkmont. And I didn't get the number on the tackler there. That's Noah Holt, number 34, was able to penetrate and get back there and um, make the initial hit and then slow him up enough to where the rest of the white jerseys come in there and finish the job. So really a one-yard gain yeah, on that run. Yeah, really a one or even maybe just maybe even a half a yard there. It's a nice uh, defensive stop that time by Elkmont. And they're going to hand it this time again to Coverdale. He's going to get a little more positive yard this time, running behind his uh, right guard, right tackle, down to about the 21. And that's a pickup of about, uh, I want to say about four or five. And that's going to bring up third and five for Ardmore. 
So what you got in the backfield right now, you've got Skyler Jean, number one, and you've got Coverdell back there again. Those are the speed backs. Absolutely. And so if they can get around the corner, you're going to see their speed. They're a little different than uh, Colston. Colston, the big bruiser. And Hillis is going to keep it on the uh, – take it around the left end. He's going to get a first down inside the 10 to about the 8. And that will be first and goal from that spot for Ardmore. Knocking on the door once again. Yeah, number 11 gets in there with the tackle. Cole Holt in there as well as number 9. Uh, that's uh, Landon Wells being able to get in there and make that stop. But, uh, again, not before he picked up the first down, put him in scoring position again. So I said the eight looks like it will be closer to the nine. Either way, first and goal, Ardmore. Nine, four, excuse me, nine, 16 to go here in the third quarter. Ardmore with a big 35 to nothing lead. Looks like the stands may be clearing out just a bit. Uh, people, I think, probably satisfied seeing homecoming and satisfied that Ardmore's coming away with a victory. And they're going to hand it off. That's Colston again. And Colston this time. Number 42, Thomas Colston. And for once, they slow him down for a short gain. Eight, he advances it to about the six, where it'll be first, second, and goal from the six, just outside the five-yard line. Yeah, Blade making the stop there uh, on Colston, holding him to a short gain, probably the shortest gain Colston has, <laughs> yeah, has had this season. It sure this seems evening. that way. So the so clock Ard- is running. Ard- yeah, Ardmore in no hurry here. None. Well, it would be running anyway after that handoff, would it not? Possibly. We'll, we'll see we'll, here. When we'll a, see what happens. Yeah, they'll give it a give it to Colston once again. He goes around right in, and he'll be bottled up after he gets inside the five. Yeah, I'm no. guessing about the four. A little hard to see from our vantage point. Noah Holt with the stop, and I'm noticing something from Colston that that. Uh, I don't think the officials are picking up. If you'll watch this, Scott, what you'll see is right before the snap, you'll see Colston lean just a little bit. He's done that several times tonight hmm. and has not been called for it. Let's see if the officials if you're the catch him this coach, time. you got to be pointing that out. So third and goal from the three. They'll give it to Colston, and he will be hit and bounce into the end zone, I believe. He is in there yeah, for another I, touchdown. I have not seen the officials. I didn't see the officials' hands go up, but it was obviously a touchdown. Yeah, he was so far in the back of the end zone. <laughs> if, if it's not a touchdown, I don't know where he's Well, that's touched. what I thought. I kept looking for the official and never saw the hands. So with 7.31 to go, Ardmore tacks on another touchdown, and Rodriguez is back in to attempt yet another extra point. He's been perfect on the night, 5 of 5, and he looks to add a point here to put the score to 42 to nothing. And there's the snap. Kick is away, and I think he missed that one. He did, and he had No, a, they called. They said it's good. Wow. He Number, snuck it in that left upright. I tell you what, Blade was able to get in there. I thought Blade got his hand on it, uh, made it go a little bit wobbly, but uh, he was able to punch that one through. So we'll take a break. 7.31 to go here in the third quarter. Ardmore up 42 to nothing. You're listening to Limestone County High School Football and Play Action Sports. 
Gin House Barbecue has been an Elkmont tradition for many years, and that tradition continues today. Come by for a visit and try out some old favorites as well as some tasty new additions. Barbecue pork, ham and chicken, St. Louis-style ribs, catfish, pork chops, hamburger steak, just to name a few. They're open early for breakfast, too. So take a drive up to 18060 Upper Fort Hampton Road in Elkmont, just three-tenths of a mile east of Highway 127. Eat in or call ahead and have your order waiting on you. Call 732-4579. Gin House Barbecue and Elkmont Tradition. And welcome back to Ardmore as we're getting ready to kick off once again. Ardmore with a 42 to nothing lead. And that's going to be taken by Holt down around his own goal line. He's going to be, he's going to, well, he's going to get out of there across the 10, 15, 20, 25. Well, he won't get to the 25. He'll go backwards down around the 20-yard line. And Elmont will set up shop there along the 20. 20. Yeah, Cameron Jarrett came in and made the, uh, Made the stop there to keep him from keep because uh, all he really needed to do was beat Jarrett, and he was going to be able to have a nice little return. Well, there. I thought he had some daylight there. I thought he was going to easily make the twenty-five, and the pursuit caught up with him there around the twenty. But he had a had a, just an opening there. So here we go. That same set that we've seen all night with uh, Holt and Bowen. He'll hand it to Bowen. Bowen's going to get some positive yardage. As he works and drives up across the 25 to about the 26, I believe. Yeah, Murphy, Nathaniel Murphy with the tackle from uh, the linebacker spot there for Ardmore. But Bowen, Bowen able to pick up five yards. That's a good run there by him. Yeah, it is a good run. Wonder if we're seeing some fresh faces on the uh, defensive side for Ardmore now. Holt in the shotgun. He's back to pass. Looks, it is incomplete. It was knocked. Well, Ardmore player got a hand on it. And then the almost uh, deflected into the hands of the Elmont player, but he couldn't quite grab it. And there was yet a third player, another Ardmore player, that had a chance to grab it. But it falls harmlessly to the ground. Yeah, and that was a slant pattern there by um, Ethan Adams. Uh, Just the ball was thrown behind him. He was able to try to reach back there, try to make the catch, but tipped it up. And then Ardmore tipped it around, almost back into his hands. But... um, it falls incomplete. So that'll bring up third and five for Elmont. Holt back to pass, looking, and he's going to run out of there. He's going to lose. Cont- uh, he's going to be slung down around the 15. Pocket collapsed, and he had to take off. And that's going to be a big loss all the way back. Yeah, Isaiah Randolph with the sack the there. Yeah, he, Randolph all over him. Holt not able to to get away from him, and uh, big loss of yardage brings up fourth down. Call it the 17, or, and uh, that'll bring up fourth and 13 now for Elkmont. Holt, who's done it all tonight, it seems. Just not enough, unfortunately. <laughs> and there's the quick drop. The punt will get, bounce around the 45 and go and land on the... 47, 46, Ardmore in their own territory. Yeah, put the ball in play. You know, you you, you kind of, unfortunately for Ardmore, I mean Elkmont, fortunately for Ardmore, but unfortunately for Elkmont, they just haven't been able to put Ardmore in a hole. No. Every possession has been good field position for Ardmore, and they've just taken advantage of it. They have yet to be, had, had to drive the field. Uh, flip side to that, 
Elkmont yeah. just about every time in their own territory deep. Well, you pointed out earlier in the first half, the worst field position they've had all night was been, what, the 25, 24, 26, 26 something like that, somewhere yeah. in there. So 5.57 to go here in the third quarter. 42 to nothing. Don't see that running clock yet. But as you pointed out, we're probably going to see it here before too long. And Hillis is going to take it. He'll hand it to a new back this time. This is number 19. That's Combs. And I believe that's the first time we've seen him carry the ball tonight that I can remember. That was a nice gain all the way down into the inside the 40 to about the 39. You got Brock, Thomas Combs. Yeah, you got Brock Ferguson back there playing free safety, and he made the tackle on on uh, Combs. But uh, that's where Holt has been playing when he plays both sides, Cole Holt. So you've got a new new person back there giving Holt a break well, he, and Ferguson. He played, He ran 15 yards untouched. It, it oh, yeah. Appeared. When your free safety has to make the tackle, yeah, that's usually the case. you got trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so here we go. First down. Hillis is going to give it to Combs again around right in. Quick speed. There's a penalty flag. He's going to take it all the way. they got a feeling this is going to come back. Yeah, that's going to come back. That's going to be a block of the bag by Preston Patterson, number five, the tight end. He had uh, number 10, uh, Luke Jake Guthrie, in the backfield, just kind of pushed him in the back, really past Combs. I mean, it was an unnecessary penalty, and uh, unfortunately that one's coming back. So that negates the nice, nice uh, 39-yard run there by Combs. I'd say that was a flash of speed there. Yeah, it was. Combs, they've got, as you pointed out, numerous players with nice, nice speed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely Ardmore is not lacking in that department whatsoever. And uh, even though it's going to be replay first down, I fully expect to see Ardmore drive the field. Well, that's going to make it first. And uh, is that a spot foul or is that a uh, from the line of scrimmage? Looks like it's going to be – that's going to be a – First and 20. Yeah, it's a spot foul. Or, no, it's a line of scrimmage foul. So that'll make it first and 20 as Ardmore now pushed back into their own territory at the 49. Starting to see some new faces now, as we pointed out. Hillis is still in the game. Now we got a timeout. Timeout on the field, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So let's take a break. 5-11 to go here in the third quarter. Ardmore with a 42 to nothing lead over Elmont. You're listening to Limestone County High School Football and Play Action Sports. Whether you've suffered massive storm damages to your roof or it appears to be only minor repairs you need, call Evans Roofing for a free inspection at 345-9179 or 614-2796. Don't trust one of those out-of-town operations that are here today and gone tomorrow. Evans Roofing is locally owned and operated, BBB accredited, bonded, and licensed, as well as licensed by the Alabama Home Builders. Evans Roofing offers a 10-year warranty and the lowest price guaranteed. Call 345-9179 or 614-2796 or visit them on Facebook. Evans Roofing will be here after the storm. Welcome back to Ardmore. 5-11 to go here in the third quarter. 42 to nothing our score. Ardmore with a big lead. It's been all Ardmore almost from the opening start. Here's some scores, some other games of interest. West Limestone has jumped out to a 17-0 lead over East Limestone. East Limestone having a tough year of it this year. New That's coach. In the third yeah. quarter. Clements with a 24-14 lead over a DAR. That's in the third. Muscle Shows with a 24-10 lead now over James Clemens. We're back in play here. And that's going to be a sack. They're going to get Combs. For a big loss back to the 45-yard line. I say a big loss. Loss of about four, I guess it is. Yeah, Elvin May able to come in from the um, 
looks like he's playing cornerback, and that must have been like a cornerback blitz because he met Combs in the backfield, and nice open field tackle there to bring him down for another loss. So that pushes Ardmore back even further, and will bring up second and 24. I want to mention, too, those scores are courtesy of Limestone County Commission Chairman Colin Daly. Here's the handoff. It's bobbled. I believe that's Combs with it. And he's going to get only a yard there. Got some fresh faces in there for Ardmore now. Yeah, Corey Ferris able to come in and make that tackle for a short game. Brings up third and long. And uh, I'm going to tell you, man, we might see Ardmore's punter. We haven't seen him all night, have we? No, we have not. So a chance now for Elkmont to get off the field. Kind of wonder if Ardmore's just going to hand it off again and show some mercy. I don't know. We may see a throw here. Well, you've got a really good quarterback in, in Hillis, and you got the speedy receivers. Uh, let's see what Coach Snyder dials up. So third and 21, they're going to hand it off to Combs once again. Combs will push the ball inside Elkmont territory, but way short of the first down as the ball will be spotted at about the 49. Montario Cosby. up about third and, third, fourth and 20. Yeah, Montario Cosby in there from the defensive line position, able to make that stop there for Elkmont. And uh, Elkmont with a defensive stand. That's great for them. So Noah Stafford, the Ardmore punter, finally makes an appearance, as a, at least as punter. He's been in in other ways. And uh, as you might know, Cole Holt standing back at his own 15, ready to take this punt. Gets it away. It's a nice kick. That's going to be unfielded. You better tell those Elkmont players to get away from the ball. And uh, I think Holt kind of bluffed running in there and uh, picking it up. He did, yeah. Holt was trying to go up there and get those Ardmore defenders. Tell you what, I don't though. I would tempt fate. <laughs> well, you know, at this point in the game, I mean, I agree with you, but it wouldn't have surprised me if he had gone in there and picked it up because there was a lot of Ardmore people around him. If he picked it up, he had a scene. So they're gonna they're gonna mark the ball back a little further back than I thought back back to about the seventeen, and Elmont once again <laughs> with terrible field position. Yeah, it's kind of the story of the night for them, and uh, that's unfortunate for the Red Devils. But hey, let's see what we can do here with two fifty six in the third quarter. Yeah, and a chance here maybe against some some younger personnel in there a chance to, uh, to at least make something positive here late in the third. Yeah, you're seeing a lot of the second second string in there already. I'm seeing some new numbers, new faces out there for Ardmore. So maybe we can get uh, Elkmont to sustain a drive here. So Elkmont now, here comes a man in motion to the far side. That's Trenton Moray. And that comes back the other way. And he's got the ball. I say that's not Moray. That's uh, Cameron Jarrett. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong roster, sorry. That's all right. That's number two. That's uh, Chambliss with the carry, and Chambliss, Chambliss got some good positive yards there on that little end around. I usually manage to look at the wrong roster at least once again. Oh, I did it right <laughs> off the bat, so um, I've already got hopefully mine out of the way. So pick up his three there, as Kirk pointed out, and that'll bring up second and seven. Yeah, I'm just sitting here looking at this defense. That's a lot of new numbers out there. That is a lot of new numbers, (laughs) as you would expect. Holt's going to throw it out in the flat. That's to a number 10, 10, I believe. That's uh, Jake Guthrie. We've called his name a couple of times tonight. He'll push it forward for a few yards. Not a bad gain there. Uh, He'll move it out to about the 25, I believe. That'll bring up third and three. 
Yeah, from the 35. Yeah, Cameron Jarrett, free safety for Ardmore, comes up and puts a shoulder pad right into the uh, into the shoulder of Guthrie, knocking him out of bounds short of the first down. It's a good heads-up play by him. So a possession down here for Elmont once again. Holt. Waiting on a play. Well, looking over to his sidelines for a play. Plenty of time on the play clock down to about 12. He's going to hand it to Bowen, and he's going to be tackled and hit hard for a big loss back to the 15. Yeah, that's number 44, Andrew Mendoza. And he came in. Yeah, he laid the wood from, he on did, that from the outside <laughs> linebacker spot and uh, read that. He's seen that read option enough tonight to know that uh, he could play the odds. It's he a knew 50-50 what was coming shot. And he, and he did something he, about it. And he did. He put the he put the pads. It's a beautiful form tackle too. So he didn't lower his head, kept his head up, put his shoulder pad into Bowen, and just knocked him down for a huge loss. So another opportunity for a first down goes by the wayside with that. And Holt's going to kick it, and it's going to go to only to about the 37-yard line. That punt barely made a first down. Yeah, that, that was he kind of kind of shanked that punt and uh, landed out of bounds. You heard the the fans cheer over here. It's because uh, Braxton, I mean not Braxton Bowen, check that number 34, Noah Holt, able to catch it in his helmet. He had his helmet off. And uh, so that gave the Elkmont fans something to cheer about as he made a uh, spectacular helmet even, catch. I didn't even know what they were hollering about. Yeah. I didn't notice it. <laughs> so Elkmont once, excuse me, Arbor once again with another possession starting inside Elkmont territory. Ball is at the 38-yard line of Elkmont. A minute 25 to go here before halftime, uh, before, uh, I don't know why I said halftime, before the end of the third quarter. Yeah, and you're, you're seeing, you, you're definitely, and we mentioned this in the first half, Scott, you're, you're seeing um, timeout Ardmore, but you're seeing the difference in depth oh, because yeah. uh, Elkmont has got to play there. Probably got 15, maybe 16 players that they can move in and out uh, for both sides of the ball. And uh, Ardmore has got a, a complete different Big second teams. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so you're probably going to see second team offense here in just a moment. But Coach Snyder, because he was taking a little bit too long, he went ahead and called a timeout. Well, I have there. a feeling they were trying to figure out who to put in where. Yeah. With, with subs, is probably what was going on there. Enter your name for the Lawler's Fan of the Week at pasnetwork.net. We'll announce the winner during the post-game show of each Limestone County game. The winner gets a $20 gift card from Lawler's Barbecue. And we'll announce a winner later on, I believe. Well, if you, if you listen to Play Action Sports enough, and you've heard me on here enough, you know that I love food. And so when we give away Lawler's Barbecue, Applebee's, you know, I'm all over that. So I just want to I just want to make that known <laughs> that I will eat a Lawler's Barbecue. Unfortunately, we are good. not able to be participating in that. So they're going to hand the ball to Combs, who's once again the running back, and he will move the pile to about the 35. That's a pickup of about three. On first down. So you've got a new quarterback in there for Ardmore, Jaden Mott. That's number nine for him. So uh, go ahead and start getting used to saying his name. Mott is going to be the quarterback for Ardmore. So Ardmore in no particular hurry, as you would might expect. Game clock down inside a minute here to go in the third quarter. Trips to the far side. He'll hand it to Combs once again. And he'll have a short gain to about the 
37, 38, maybe. 37. We've called Guthrie's name quite a bit this second half, uh, making the tackles, uh, number 10 for Elkmont. He's over there on the far side playing the, it looks like a cornerback, defensive end kind of position, a little hybrid there. Yeah. Maybe an outside linebacker, the way he's setting up. But uh, he's he's been in there making some good stops there on that defense, and uh, that's what you want. So the new quarterback, who did we say, Mott? Mott. He's yeah, flanked, I believe, by number 19. That's Combs, and we got a penalty flag. Yeah, you got the Elkmont uh, defensive line. All of them jumped on that. So they tried to tried to read the snap count from the quarterback instead of watching the ball. And I believe that will be a f- first down for Ardmore, and yep. it will be. It was a third and five, but it was a third and short five, and that was enough to nudge the ball across the line again for the first down. Yeah, the, the, and Ardmore didn't have to run a play here, and I don't think they will. No, nah, they're going to let this one run out. Coach Snyder is. Let's get into the fourth quarter with a 42 to nothing lead. So, as Kirk says, we're headed to the fourth quarter. 42 to nothing, our score here. Ardmore with a big lead. You're listening to Limestone County High School football on Play Action Sports. The Bamazak Memorial Scholarship has been set up to honor the legacy of Bamazak Green, a huge fan of the Crimson Tide, along with Limestone County Sports. The scholarship will go each year to a male and female athlete from Limestone County. Checks should be made out to Bamazak Memorial Scholarship and can be sent in care of Garth Garris, 13833 Pinnacle Drive, Athens, Alabama, 35613. Donations can also be made in person at First State Bank of the South at 1319 Highway 72 East in Athens. Thank you for showing your support for local athletes by giving to the Bamazak Memorial Scholarship. Keep up with local school, travel, youth, and amateur sports throughout the week with the Play Action Sports Update. Listen weekday mornings at 7.30 and weekday afternoons at 1.30 and 3.30 as we bring you the latest scores, news, and announcements from Limestone County and surrounding communities. That's the Play Action Sports Update three times a day, Monday through Friday on 1080 WKAC. And welcome back. Play Action Sports High School Football Game of the Week. 42 to nothing. Our score, Elmont, Ardmore, with a commanding lead over Elmont. I want to remind you to listen to the post-game show for the Limestone County Player of the Game. Our featured player will get a gift certificate good at either Village Pizza or Cream Delight. And, Kirk, I guess we'll have to be thinking about who that's going to be. I got some thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> I imagine we're going to be on the same wavelength. <laughs> Based on what we've seen. You got a new running back in there for Ardmore. That is Hunter Rowland, number seven. He's going to give it to Rowland. They'll give it to Rowland, and he'll push the ball inside the 30, excuse me, the 25 to about the 24. Not quite as big as the other running backs that Ardmore has, but if um, the other ones are any indication, I'm pretty sure that uh, Rowland's probably got a little bit of speed back there. So, yeah, that's going to bring up second down on that play. Got second and seven based off of say, Yeah, now they fixed the yeah. scoreboard. So second and seven. And I'm curious about that clock, Kirk, to see if it is indeed a running clock. I believe you're right. It will be. So Mott now flanked by Roland, and he'll keep it and go around the right end, still on his feet, and he'll be hit along the line of scrimmage. And I don't think he even gained. He might have gained a half a yard. Several of the uh, Elkmont defenders back there to, to kind of slow him up. And then Guthrie, number 10, comes in and uh, finishes him off with a nice tackle for barely a gain, if any. So uh, really no gain at all there. So first, excuse me, so 
Third down and seven now from the 25. Ardmore once again in Elkmont territory as they've been what it seems like most of the night. So they're going to send trips out to the far side. Be interesting to see if they let Mott throw here. And he's going to hand it to Combs. He'll cut inside, and he'll get near the first down. I believe he'll have it at about the 26. Landon Wells with a nice uh, tackle there because he came up and hit Combs really hard. Combs falls forward. I think he's short of the first down. Yeah, you know, is. I think I was confused on the uh, amount to go there. Yeah, so that's going to bring up yeah. fourth down and short. Yeah, I realize now. I was uh, I was thinking it was less to go than that. So they ought to stay in there and let them go for it here. Those are trips over to the far side. And we got movement along the line of scrimmage. And that's, that's going to be enough for a first down. First down. Oh, boy. One of those nights for Elkmont. It really is, and that's unfortunate. But, you know, you, you, you got, you're, you're, again, we go back to young players. It's young players. Uh, I know I can tell right now just by a couple of different uh, players out there that uh, Elkmont has also substituted a little bit. And so um, that's what you're seeing at this point. So that'll be a first down now at the uh, 16-yard line for Elkmont or for Ardmore. Mott. He'll hand it off to, I believe that's Roland, number seven. Yeah, yeah, that's Roland. And I believe he'll be bottled up and maybe lose a yard there. So I'm noticing something with the Elkmont defense being a little bit more aggressive at this point. What they're doing is shooting the gaps with their linebackers, and that's what's catching them if they get off sides. You've got the uh, defensive linemen trying to go around and allow those gaps to open up for their inside linebackers, and they are definitely jumping that, expecting run all the way. So that play indeed does lose a yard. That'll bring up second and 11 now for Ardmore. Inside the red zone here at about the 17 of Elkmont. Mott flanked by Roland once again. Trips to the far side. Mott's going to take it, cut inside, and that'll be a short gain inside the inside the 20 to about the 19, maybe the 18. Yeah, Caden Blade comes in, makes the tackle from defensive end slot, and uh, brings up a third down for Ardmore. And that play loses a couple of yards. As we well, they marked it actually along the 20 yard line. I thought he had a little more forward progress than that. Regardless, it's uh, third and 12 now for Ardmore. It's a game clock now down inside eight and a half minutes to go in this game. So, third down, be interested to see what they do here with a big lead, but you would think you want to let your young quarterback throw it. They do not, they'll hand it to Combs. And he may lose a little more yardage there, actually, in, on that play. I think he lost maybe a half a yard there. He did. Blade was able to get in there again and make another tackle. That's back-to-back tackles by Blade uh, coming in from that defensive end. He's just following the flow. Actually, he loses a full yard there back to the 21. So that'll bring up fourth and 15 here. Think they'll throw it here, Kirk, or just to hand it off? I think they'll hand it I off. I think they're going to hand it off. He's there. There's no need they're to satisfy. Yeah, they're yeah. satisfied. Forty-two to nothing. They can punch it in, get another touchdown. They'll be fine with that. But at this point, just keep the clock moving. And they do indeed hand it off. They'll give it to Combs going around left end. He'll be hit hard. There comes a penalty flag. Uh, like well, a, short of the first down. Yeah, it looked like a holding on the other side, but um, I've, I've been called. I've been wrong tonight. Uh, it's holding, and that's the indication, and that'll obviously be declined. And Elkmont will take over on downs. 
So that's a good defensive stand there by Elkmont. Uh, had short field position to work with for Ardmore. And aside from a couple of penalties there uh, that kept the, kept the ball in Ardmore's hands, Elkmont gets the ball back. You can download a copy of this game or listen to it on demand by going to pasnetwork.net. There's a streaming schedule of upcoming games and links to our mobile apps, too. So 7.23, don't see that running clock. No. I don't know what the rules are in football. I think you got to get over 48. Is that what? Okay. I think so. so. Not quite there. 7.23 to go in the ball game. 42 to nothing. Elkmont outside their initial possession of the game has really had nothing much uh, positive go right in this game. Uh, they're overmatched, as we've talked about. And um, it's just been that kind of night for Elkmont. Holt is going to stay in there, I believe. And he's going to take and throw it. Oh. And it's incomplete. Intended for number three. It looked like Ballou. Number 11, Cole Holtz pass. Yeah. Number three, Caden right Caden there. Ballou, you're yeah. correct. Just throw ball it right was, behind him. Yeah, I was going to say, just a slight bit behind him. The ball probably was catchable, uh, but would not have been an easy catch. Yeah, no, I, I, he threw it behind him. And uh, Ballou wasn't able to get his hands on it. But I tell you, if he had made that completion, he had some green in front he of did. him. So, so second and ten now happen. for Elkmont. Here comes a man to the near side. That's Ballou. He's going to take the handoff. He'll cut inside, show some of that speed as he gets up to about the 25. Yeah, that's Nick oh, Chambliss, number two, oh, sorry. on the carry. That's all right because uh, he was able to come around and, and take that handoff, pick up some positive yards, so a third down and short for Elkmont. So thanks for that correction. That is indeed Chambliss. Yeah, that's a pickup of about seven on that play. Holt. Changing the play. Elkmont just looking for something positive here to get a first down. Holt's going to go back to pass. He's going to sling it out in the flat. It's going to be incomplete. Looking there once again for a number two, Nick Chambliss. That ball bounced to the ground. Yeah, he kind of threw that straight into the dirt. Unfortunately, that probably wasn't, wasn't Holt's best pass of the night. But uh, that does bring up fourth and short for the Red Devils. I mean... You're going to lose anyway. What's the harm in just going for this one and <laughs> yeah, I mean, giving, it, your chance, giving yourselves yeah. a chance maybe to score? But yeah, when you're at six and a half minutes left, um, you just, you know, you do what you got to do. trying to get out of here. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's probably, Ardmore's probably going to hang on to the, and run as much clock off once they get the ball back, if they get the ball back. So Holt now in punt, punt formation, as it seemed he has been much of the night. That's going to be a penalty flag, I believe on Elkmont. Ardmore had nobody back. The uh, player that came in, I believe that was Chambliss, came in late. I don't think he was set. Did they call that? No, they didn't, but uh, I, I see go. what you're referring to. They <laughs> did let that go. Um, that's That's been kind of the other thing on special teams I've noticed for Elkmont, some confusion. They're, they've been running in players. They're not paying attention, and that's something that I know Coach uh, Bunio is going to really address this week in practice. Guys, when we're getting out there, we got our special teams. I need you out there. You know your roles. Get out there and do that, and uh, that's something I've noticed all night tonight. Well, the punt will uh, roll all the way down to the 32-yard line of Ardmore. Ardmore in their own uh on territory now starting a drive, which has been a somewhat unusual tonight. <laughs> so Mott's going to stay in there as quarterback, flanked by the young player, uh, Roland. He's going to give it to Roland. Roland's going to be hit immediately and lose 
lose a yard, uh, lose a couple of yards back down to the 30-yard line. Looks like somebody might have missed their block there, Kurt. Yeah, Blade came in. He was able to shoot the gap, and really nobody nobody touched him as, as uh, he went back there and made that tackle. So another Blade tackle for Elkmont, and showing up here in the second half, making some making a difference on defense as much as he can. So call it a loss of three, actually. That'll bring up th- second and 13. Down under six minutes to go here on homecoming night here at Ardmore. Mott, he's going to give it to Roland once again, and he's going to be bottled up and hit along the line of scrimmage for no gain. Yeah, tackled by number 24, uh, Elkmont. That's Briar Smith. And uh, just, again, keeping him from getting too much yardage there and uh, brings up a third and long for Ardmore. So that'll bring up third and 13 now. As Elkmont would like to get their defense off the field. Yeah, a lot of new faces on, on that Ardmore side on offense as so well. We've got trips to the near side now. I believe that's Combs in the backfield. He'll take the handoff, and he'll go forward. he got a first down across these. I believe it's a first down across the 40 to about the 44, and that is a first down. I tell you, he got hit on his leg. His leg went a little different, but uh, Combs pops back pops up. Back Noah up, Holt okay. with the with the tackle for for the um, for the Red Devils, but not before he was able to get that first down. But I tell you, his leg did look like it was going to land wrong. So that's a first down at the forty three now. Hey, what Combs? Uh, he shows like he's got a lot of potential. Oh, I think so. I think. I think Coach Snyder is going to be really pleased when he watches game film tonight. The trips to the near side, they're going to hand it this time. I believe that's once again is Combs. Not much, as not nearly as much this time as he moves the ball up to about the 45 for a pickup of about two. Yeah, Monterio Monteri- yeah, Cosby with the tackle from the defensive uh, tackle position. He's kind of jumping up and down on one leg. I think he's got to stretch that well, handy a little I kinda, bit. I thought, I thought the same thing. He kind of grabbed where his hamstring was. Yeah. But he looks like he's okay. I think he's okay. So that brings up uh, second and long for Ardmore. But um, again, they're at the, their own 45 and moving the ball. Still quite a few people here despite the lopsided score. A little empty, a little, little more sparsely uh, of a crowd over there now. And we got movement along the line of scrimmage before the play is allowed to continue. Yeah, that, that play was ugly from the get-go. You had one guy slowly coming out here to, to form that trips that you were referring to. And uh, the quarterback, uh, Mott, went ahead and tried to get that snap. But it was really the offensive line that moved a little bit before that snap. So that was ugly all the way. So that will move it back to right along the 40-yard line. And it'll bring up second and 13. Clock is running down around three and a half minutes to go. This Ardmore offense, I, I tell you, Coach Snyder, again, goes back and looks at this film. There's some things with this second string he knows he's going to clean up, but they're young, and this is good game experience for them as the season wears on. So Mott will take the take the snap. He's going to turn around and run one way, then the other. And he's going to take off. He's inside the 40, 40, 35, 30, all the way down to about the 30, depending on the spot, inside the 30 to about the 27, I believe. 
I tell that you, that was a nice run. Uh, he he started to come towards us, and there was nothing for him to nothing for him to do over here. So he planted his foot and went the other way. Huge gain, and I'm gonna tell you, Mott has speed. He's got speed. That was the keeper all the way. And you're right, he uh, found it, bottled up, and just turned around and went the other way. That doesn't usually work out if you try to go the other way because the defensive end should have contained, but, yep. but he yeah, did they not lost that time. Contain that time. Mott now. And for some reason, the game clock's not running. I don't know why. He went out of bounds. Oh, he did. Okay. Okay. Yep. That's right. That's right. So Mott's going to turn and keep it again around the right side this time. He'll be inside the 30 to about the 27. Yeah, making a tackle there for, for Elgmont. Landon Wells, number nine, on number nine, Mott. So uh, brings up that nice second down. Heard his name a few times tonight. Yep. And that's that's really good. I, I know the score is 42 to nothing, and, and Ardmore's got this one sealed up. But what you're seeing from this Elkmont defense, um, th- this one's going to count in the record books, but it's not going to count in, in their, their region play. And uh, so that's that's good for this Elkmont defense to get that experience. So second they- and eight now as Combs is going to take it around the left end. He'll cut inside to about the 26 for a pickup of about three. And that's going to make it about third and five, I would imagine. Third and six, maybe. Yeah, Kate uh, Kate Hawkins, number 55, with the tackle from the nose guard position. And uh, just, again, I want to I go back that back to that and just kind of say this Elkmont defense is not giving up. Still playing and, hard. And they're playing hard, and that's what you want. So, again, they're going to go in there, and they're going to see this, and they're going to see where they need to be for next week's game and get prepared for that. I got a feeling, Kurt, with uh, a minute 45 to go here, I have a feeling this is they're going to grind it out here and run the clock out. Mott's going to hand it this time. I believe that's number 41. That's a new ball carrier. Tyler McKnight. Tyler McNatt. Tyler McKnight carries that ball for a couple of yards, but still short of the first down. And we got a player down on the field. Yep. That, Stoppage of play. Yeah, that's Monterio Cosby. We referenced him a while ago holding his hamstring. He's down right now on the field as that play clock will stop with a minute 19. Here's some scores from some other games. Tanner with a big lead over Columbia, 46 to nothing. Uh, DAR has now came back and taken the lead over Clements, 24, 27 to 24 in the fourth quarter. Muscle Shows has pushed the lead out to 31 to 10 over James Clemens in the fourth. And West Limestone now running away from East Limestone, 31 to 7 in the fourth. Again, those scores brought to you courtesy of Limestone County Commission Chairman Colin Daly. Well, you, you referenced a while ago talking about Elkmont building their program. Clemens is really building They're their program better. as well. They're getting better. And that, that's something that, again, all these Limestone Glad County schools that. and the Athens City, all of these all of these teams, that's what we want from our community. We want to oh, see yeah. all of them succeed. Absolutely. And uh, they're doing that over there in Clements. Well, a minute four to go here in the ball game. Mott in the shotgun. Those trips down to the far side. And he's just going to take it on the keeper and going to run out of bounds. Probably not what they wanted to do there. He did get the first down, I believe. That was fourth and three. Yeah, he got the first down and took it to 52 seconds. So we'll probably nice see just put a knee down. And yeah, I think that's what you're going to see. You should see that. You should see the victory formation. I was going to say, just kneel the ball now. I mean, you're under. You got. You're going to run two plays. 
So kneel and take the first down and go home with a homecoming victory for the Ardmore Tigers. Well, I don't know if a 42 to nothing loss is respectable for Elkmont, but it's a lot better than what it could have been. True. The way this thing was going. And again, I mean, these these are all, you know, they're 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 playing different. They're playing up in their classification. That's right. Against this Ardmore team, the depth chart and all of that. They got a penalty flag on the play. I don't wonder how many flags we've had today. There must be a substitution error. Yeah, it's, no, it's delay, a delay a game. game. Delay a game. I, I thought I saw him gave the, give the uh, substitution, but yeah, yeah it is the, the delay of game. Yeah, so Ardmore's going to move back a little bit, but again, 51 seconds left. Yeah, might as well just fall on the ball. Yeah. And here's the snap. He will. This is Mott. He will kneel. And we'll have one more of those, and that will be it for the game. So I've seen that a lot in in high school sports lately, especially with the spread offense that a lot of people are doing. And that is uh, when you get into the victory formation, uh, you've got your quarterback in the shotgun formation. And see, that to me is a little bit dangerous. I wouldn't do that. A bad snap. You want want your quarterback under center. But uh, I'm not getting paid to make those calls. (laughs) So, uh, you know. Whatever Coach Snyder wants to do. You're not is, getting paid to do this either, are you? <laughs> uh, you know, you take what you can get, man. We just have a good time with it. So probably one more snap here. And now we're going to get a timeout. Uh, that's an official timeout. And I think they're going to recycle the clock there. I believe that was the indication. Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. Now the play clock, you've got a 10-second uh, difference, so that's it. So here we go. This will be the last snap. They actually don't even have to snap it. I don't think they will. And that's and the that ball game. Is the ball game. Well, once again, our final score: Ardmore with a forty-two to nothing victory over Elmont here on homecoming night. Kurt, observations. Well, I mean, again, you mentioned this earlier from the get-go. Elkmont was able to sustain a little bit of a drive on the opening. Their opening drive. Some of that was helped with the Ardmore penalties. I know Coach Snyder is going to address that uh, as well because they uh, think there were three or four penalties right off the bat against Ardmore, and that helped Elkmont get up to their own 49-yard line. But then right after they made that play, they fumbled the ball, turned it over, and then it's been Ardmore ever totally since. Totally deflated up on that. Yeah. I don't know, even if they had not done that, if they could have withstood Ardmore just due to the, the size and yeah. difference and depth differences. But it could have could have made a difference in how the game played out. Sure. Well, we're going to uh, take a break for a moment. We'll be back and talk about the uh, player of the game here and finish things up here from Ardmore. Once again, our final score, Ardmore 42, Elmont nothing. You're listening to Limestone County High School football and play action sports. Technology is a great thing, but sometimes a camera in your phone just isn't enough. That's where Down Home Portraits comes in. Robbie Newport at Down Home Portraits can capture any event you like. Sports, family, parties, or senior portraits. Call Robbie at Down Home Portraits at 777-3528. Visit them on Facebook or online at downhomeportraits.zenfolio.com. Down Home Portraits, 777-3528. 
Gin House Barbecue has been an Elkmont tradition for many years, and that tradition continues today. Come by for a visit and try out some old favorites as well as some tasty new additions. Barbecue pork, ham and chicken, St. Louis-style ribs, catfish, pork chops, hamburger steak, just to name a few. They're open early for breakfast, too. So take a drive up to 18060 Upper Fort Hampton Road in Elkmont, just three-tenths of a mile east of Highway 127. Eat in or call ahead and have your order waiting on you. Call 732-4579. Gin House Barbecue and Elkmont Tradition. What makes a better banking experience? A lot goes into it, but the heart of that equation is helpful people who offer a genuine smile and actually know your name. It sounds simple, but these days that personal touch can be hard to come by. At Citizens Bank and Trust, friendly personal service is something we live by. It may seem like a small thing, but we invite you to see the big difference it makes. Citizens Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's been said that a smile is happiness you'll find right under your nose. If you're unhappy with your smile, Gibson Orthodontics is here to set things straight. If you'll pardon the pun, Gibson Orthodontics offers traditional metal braces, clear braces, Invisalign clear aligners, along with a variety of other orthodontic appliances to correct your smile and other issues that can lead to dental health problems. Call Gibson Orthodontics at 213-0756 or visit their website at gibsonorthoathens.com to request an appointment. Located at 607 Hobbs Street East in Athens, Gibson Orthodontics. Whether you've suffered massive storm damages to your roof or it appears to be only minor repairs you need, call Evans Roofing for a free inspection at 345-9179 or 614-2796. Don't trust one of those out-of-town operations that are here today and gone tomorrow. Evans Roofing is locally owned and operated, BBB accredited, bonded, and licensed, as well as licensed by the Alabama Home Builders. Evans Roofing offers a 10-year warranty and the lowest price guaranteed. Call 345-9179 or 614-2796 or visit them on Facebook. Evans Roofing will be here after the storm. Stick around after local high school football coverage this season as we announce our Lawler's Fans of the Week. Just go to pasnetwork.net and register. Then listen during the post-game show of each regular season game as we pick the winner of a $20 gift card from Lawler's Barbecue. The next fan of the week could be you from Lawler's Barbecue and Play Action Sports. And welcome back to Art Moore, Scott Abernathy, Kurt Pearson, and Tim Lambert here tonight. As we have witnessed Art Moore with a big 42 to nothing victory. Probably wasn't even as close as that, Kirk. Yeah. As uh, Art Moore got ahead early and ran away. Had a big lead at halftime and sort of put the uh, cruise control on in the second half. And came out with a 42 to nothing victory. As to remind you earlier, we're going to enter your name for the Lawler's Fan of the Week at pasnetwork.net. We'll announce the winner during the post-game show of each Limestone County game. The winner gets a $20 gift card from Lawler's Barbecue. And we've got a winner tonight. The winner of the Lawler's Fan of the Week is Toby Jones. And, Toby, if you're listening, you've got two weeks to drop by WKAC Radio to pick up your gift card. That would sound pretty good right now. Oh, I'd I love it, man. Closed. I told you, man. They're closed now, but you got me thinking about it. <laughs> it's always tomorrow. So another big feature of our broadcast is the player of the game. Listen to the post-game show of each of our Limestone County high school games. For the Limestone County player of the game, the featured player will get a gift certificate 
good at either Village Pizza or Cream of Light. Those both also sound pretty yeah. good. <laughs> and I know Village Pizza is still open. I'm going to come up here and gain 10 pounds out of this. <laughs> so tonight's player, Kirk, who do we got? Well, I think I think um, you could you could go a couple of different ways for the Ardmore Tigers. That obviously the player of the game is going to come from that, and but it's it's hard to uh, it's hard to vote against uh, one particular running back, Thomas Colston. He finished the night with over a hundred yards and rushing, and had three touchdowns to uh, kind of cement this forty-two to nothing uh, victory for the Ardmore Tigers. So, congratulations to Thomas Colston. You are our player of the game. So, great performance by Colson and all of the Ardmore team tonight as they have a 42 to nothing victory over their, uh, I guess they're still big rivals. They used to be huge rivals, and I'm sure that's still the case. So, Elmont, uh, Elmont's getting better. Yeah. And really hope to see them improve over the next several years. Ardmore got a pretty good team. They had two opening losses, but they've really bounced back now, reeling off three straight victories. Well, that'll do it for us tonight here from Ardmore. Once again, our final score, Ardmore 42, Elmont nothing. For Kirk Pierce, Tim Lambert, I'm Scott Abernathy. Thank you for joining us. This has been a broadcast of PASnetwork.net. Good night. You've been listening to Limestone County High School Football on the Play Action Sports Network. If you'd like to download a copy of tonight's game, log on to PASnetwork.net. Limestone County Football is a production of Play Action Sports.